What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are... Nathan Armentrout. Roger May. And Blake Starling, standing in for Johnny Morales. <laughs> Producing, as always, is... Oh, now I got to... Yes! Now I got to keep you on your toes. I can't hear myself, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm, uh, Matthew Lubick is producing like he usually does for why us. Why do I say my last name? Be well, okay, <laughs> People Matt. People are going to identify Hi, Matt. Matt. Say hi, Matt. Hi. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Man, throw me off. Jeez. <laughs> Come on, guys. You know the drill. Um, anyway, if this is your first time listening to the show, we are a review slash spoiler podcast. We will be reviewing a Marvel book, a DC book, an independent book, and a graphic novel a little bit later. We will try to give you warning when we're going to spoil something major. Uh, it all depends on how we feel, though. Uh, we will play some trivia later on in the show to give you, the listeners, and opportunities to win some good books and novels to read. Uh, but first, we're going to kick it off with our news segment. So, being the fact that Johnny is off at, uh, what is it, San Francisco Comic Con? North. Yeah, yeah, representing ASCP out there. Matt is going to take care of our news. All right, uh, first thing on the news, it looks like Marvel announced two books. The first one is Asgardians of the Galaxy. Oh, God. Uh, the team is Angela the Destroyer, Valkyrie, Throg, Scourge the Executioner, uh, and Thunderstrike. And it's written by Colin Bunn with art oh. by Matteo Loli. Okay, wait, hold on. Roger, are you okay? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I just found my, the first email from Bryce, and I started reading. It was about the Daisy Dukes comment last week, and so I'm no, I'm good. Bryce and Clay, whatever you guys sent Roger this week has had him giggling like a child for the last 15 minutes. All right, Matt, go ahead. So yeah, Sorry. That, that's the... <laughs> Sorry. I know. No, he just reminded me that Chain Wallace looked ridiculous in a, in a Speedo. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> this, this derailed so fast tonight. Yeah. We should, maybe we'll just read emails. I don't know. We should have a special show where we just read all the, the stuff that gets sent in. We should. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Be a Sorry. Um, yeah, As Guardians of the Galaxy, Colin Bunn, your favorite. Yeah. And artist Matteo Loli. That's probably starting after the whole Infinity Wars thing, I assume. Um, so, yeah, that's the first uh, book Marvel announced. The second one is The Return of Wolverine. Uh, Charles Soule and Steve McNiven. So the same team that killed him. Same team that killed him. Is bringing him back. Bringing him back. And it looks like it's going to be a five-part miniseries. So after all the, the, the 17, 18 part lead up of older Wolverine books, it's going to lead. Did all you hear stuff. Did you get his uh, for the just on the same beat of that for the news? Did you get his new power? Oh, uh, yeah, that's in here. It says uh, his claws just, heat up sometimes when he goes feral. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're joking. I'm dead. That's serious. a joke. I thought. Come on, Charles. To what, 98.6? Just equalizes. It's his claws. Once they're par popped, they can heat up. So his claws are good for making shish kebab now or something like that? <laughs> I I, I kind of rolled my eyes because I was like, Charles Soule, you're better than that. I feel like he was in the pitch and he was hey, like, you guys want to see something funny? And then whip Marvel that was like, do that. And he's do like, that, wait, yeah. what? I was joking. No, 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 no. no, no. That's a great we'll idea. We'll pay you more money. Okay, cool. Might be cool. Knows, but good creative team. So, uh, next one on the it'll list. be pretty for sure. Oh, McNiven, yeah, Nip, 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 Nip was awesome. Yeah, I love the death series. So, 
Uh, next one, uh, seven new Vertigo titles from Ver- uh, DC's relaunch. That's right. I, I did read this. Uh, let's see. We're getting, um, besides the Sandman relaunch, obviously. Shut up. That's right. I yeah. forgot You didn't hear about, about that? that? No, I forgot about it. It's <gasps> massive. That, that <gasps> Multiple characters. It's like four titles, right? Yeah. Neil Gaiman's not writing right. all the titles. I know. Yeah. I know. That was announced previously, but that's going to be But it's like into... expanding the universe right. of Sandman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, the new titles are... I think Anthony Bourdain has a bit part in that. Sorry, too soon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Roger, that's terrible. <laughs> he, let me tell you, he's got a spiel later. <laughs> uh, I have a lightning round, and and yeah, that's gonna hurt. Continue Anthony with the news. Continue no, I do too. Yeah. Teresa, the, the, for an hour before coming here, Teresa and I were talking about that, and it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, but too yeah. still too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Okay. Uh, the seven titles are American Carnage by writer Brian Hill, uh, Border Town by writer Eric M. Esquivel. I don't know. Esquivel. Esquivel. Yeah. Okay. And we have uh, a goddess Esquivel. mode. Sorry. I've never heard of that I know. before. Esquivel. A goddess mode by mm. Zoe Quinn. Uh, Hex Wives from Ben Blacker. High level from Hex Rob I get Sheridan. It. <laughs> High level from Rob Sheridan. And then it looks like Safe Sex from Tina Horn. And, and the last one is a se- Second Coming from Mark Russell. <laughs> You're reading, you're Wait, reading comic second. titles, right? <laughs> this is comics we're talking Safe about, right? Sex and Second Coming. Is those are two different. <laughs> <laughs> those are the oh, I'm sorry. Those <laughs> 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 are the seven new Vertigo titles from DC's imprint. So they're they're gonna go yeah. like it seems like they're really wanting to kind of I don't want to say catch up to Image, but they're wanting to kind of provide that platform of like just mm. a broad audience, like hey. You know, well, what? between like those Sandman and Bendis's new books, like they have a lot of going on. What, we what? should say that Scarlet yeah. is supposed to have an issue or something like I, that. Some I special a, mini series coming do, out. Do is any it going to be on DC's banner? Yeah, like Malieve, like yeah. Jinx World or whatever yeah. that yeah, that yeah. Bendis owns. Yeah. It's coming out under their imprint. Yeah, and huh. it's it's Bendis and Malieve. Kind of like um, Icon for Marvel when they did yeah. Icon for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, All that. That was part of the big deal when he came over is DC gets all of that. Okay. Any of the books that you were just reading, do any of them have pitches? Yeah. Yeah. It's seven pitches. I'm not going to read them all. Okay. But what's the pitch for safe sex? Um, Is it their answer to sex criminals? I mean, did sex criminals really need a rival book? Safe sex. It doesn't. First off, it doesn't sound like that good of a book. Secondly, it sounds like it'll be hard to read. And all right. That's it. I'm done. Safe sex. Uh, From the writer, Tina Horn. (laughs) Um, <laughs> Roger did his, so you know I had to Synopsis, do one. A dystopian sci-fi thriller about a ragtag team of sex workers fighting for the freedom to love in a world where sexual pleasure is monitored, regulated, and policed by the government. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the Stormy Daniels Registration Act. <laughs> hey, Jeez. Oh, Roger is on fire tonight. Oh, um, it's going to be a great it, show. It only takes 16%. <laughs> no, dogfish head? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. This next one is for me and Blake here. Uh, just announced uh, Power Rangers Soul of the Dragon, an original uh, graphic novel through Boom, written by Kyle Higgins, that's going to take uh, Tommy, the green original Green Ranger. And uh, the synopsis for this is uh, the graphic novel will follow Tommy after his time as the Black Dino Ranger in Dino Thunder 
and his long stint as the original Green Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. While leaving the world in the hands of the SPD Rangers, Tommy's as of yet unnamed son goes missing, and it's up to Tommy to find his son and bring him home safely. <gasps> it's Morphin time. Oh, dear Lord. I um, want to know more about the STD Rangers. <laughs> STD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what does SPD stand for again? I know you know. Police department. I don't know. I have to look it up. Okay. I know. Because you're you're big. You're big. You're bigger of the fan than I am. Fantastic. Yeah. Like yeah. The the cover. So that's a me and Blake thing. Original graphic novel. So it'll be cool. OGN for the yeah. OGN. Mm. You're done. You're done. You're Uh, done. Oh, you asked me if I could order that. Yeah. I need to remind me to do that tonight. (laughs) And then the last piece of news is Amazon launches their comic line through their digital publisher Comicsology. I uh, have the titles for that as well. Um, their one is Savage Game, a sci-fi Dr. Moreau-style story created by NFL player Ryan Khalil. All right. Um, Super Freaks, a tale of teenage superhero sidekicks written by Elsa Caratier. Might have said that wrong. Elsa Chiritier. Okay, Chiritier, yeah. She was the artist on um, uh, 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 Wasp. Oh, okay, cool. So she's going over to Amazon yeah. now. Um, we have Elephant Man 2261, The Death of Shorty, coming back. I thought Didn't that series was done. Week? I think we did. They didn't announce the titles, though. Uh, yeah, all no, that we okay. knew was Star Kings. Yeah. I thought that sh- I thought that series okay. was over. Elephant Man was over. They're relaunching it on Comixology. Is it uh, the same uh, author? Sorry, same writer? Yeah. Yeah, Rich yeah, Richard Star Kings. Kings. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. And then from also Star Kings, it says uh, For Mercy. Which is from him and Abigail, from Abigail Jill Harding. So I don't know what that means, but those are the four titles they're starting off with on their new publishing schedule. Cool. So that was about it for news. Those are like the big announcements and titles of new books coming out and whatnot. So yeah, I don't have anything else. Awesome. All right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and launch into some questions. So, what do we want to start? We want to start with should we save should we save that one for last? Which one? Uh, you know the one. The funny one? The, the one you've been giggling at. <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, this is from Tom. I have a, another question for this week's show. Uh, when it comes to collecting, do you like to comp- uh, complete entire runs? Or are you selective and only collect specific things like smaller arcs or key issues? Oh. I pray I knew this. This is why I'm oh. so glad because you are the perfect person to answer this. Um, I personally used to work on collecting runs, but then realized my collection was huge. Now I just collect smaller runs and specific arcs and also various key issues I like. And then part B to that is if you do collect entire runs, what are they? And uh, just, uh, yeah. So I'll go first. Uh, Tom, I don't know who you are, sir, but I appreciate you and I feel your pain. Yes, I have to get every single issue. Sometimes the variant covers. So yeah, I, this is collecting comics to me sometimes is, is pretty bad. It's like having a drug addiction. Like it's, it's rough. So for me, yes, I have to have the entire set. There's no, I can't collect specific things. I love like, yep. So he keeps the lights on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it depends for so. me, Tom, it depends. I, I typically, if I really like it, I'm already kind of reading through the run and I just hold on to it. And if I don't, I just kind of pawn it off on, you know, 
former students or mm-hmm. you know kids that I know and, and whatnot. Um, I don't really go out of my way to collect single issues because I know that that can get crazy. And I just if it's a story I like, you know, I might double dip on and trying to get the issues or whatever. But might? most of the time, might might <laughs> yeah. Well, I do. Okay. <laughs> I do double dip if it's a story I like. Jonathan, we um, double dip and triple dip I, yeah, all actually, the time. Yeah, actually I triple dip Come all on. the time. Yeah. But um but for for me I, I don't like for a lot of the older books cuz here's the thing with Tom, I follow him and he's been getting a lot of like older key issues and stuff like that. Like last week he had posted a picture of one that he won on a raffle and it was the first appearance of uh Domino, I think. A Deadpool. Really? Or, yeah, it was X-Men 90 was it 93 you said? What were we talking about? I can't, I can't remember. remember. Anyway, um, yeah, so he's been getting, like, stuff like that. He went to a convention just recently and posted, like, all these pictures of, like, key issues that he was grabbing and getting signed and stuff like that. So um, he's got a pretty nifty Marvel collection from what I've seen. Oh, well, Tom, you got better luck than I do with yeah. raffles. I never win Roger's raffles. Never. <laughs> But uh, there's a couple of really good stories there. Yeah, <laughs> last year was awesome. Yeah, it was. I don't want to know how many tickets I bought. But uh, so I don't really go out of my way on that. I'll just get the graphic novel. But if it's something current that I've been reading, then I'll just hold on to the run. So I do that. I don't know about you guys. What do you? I, I have no interest in collecting issues. I uh, if it's a story I like, I'll buy the uh, trades. And I'm kind of weird. I actually prefer trades over hardcovers because yeah, I, I feel too. like you and Matter buddies now a lot. Yeah, and a lot of hardcovers, like, you open them in the middle and you can't see all the art, so that bugs me. But, um, in fact, I actively try and give away issues. I actually gave away a stack of probably 60 different comics to students as they left on the last day of school see, today. That's, that's awesome. what I do. With yeah, like, just because they just grow Blake like is now wishing right? that you rabbits. were his teacher when he was <laughs> Along right. with Larry. Like, I would have I failed your classes because I would have been like, hey, did you read this issue? Or what happened when blah, 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 blah? And, and they were like, like that's did you cool. do your homework? You got an F on this. Yeah, that's cool. So what happened in that issue? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, collecting issues, either entire runs or single issues, I'm I'm not worried about that. We need more I, teachers. I collect like you. the stories I like. That's yeah. which is a lot recently. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you yeah, you're after and my own heart there. Should Roger even answer that question? You yeah, what do you collect, I, Roger? Don't, <laughs> I don't. I, That's cheating. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Hey, I've seen the back of your shop. You've got a big collection <laughs> back there. It's not. It's not a collection. It's an albatross. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Well, this question's been answered a few times on the show. The only the only comics in my collection are issues one through twenty three of Ms. Marvel, the original run. Yep. Um, that, mm. The only comics that'll ever be in my collection. That's what got you the back. Rest, in the, the rest of them, please take them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up with a question from uh, th- this one hurts a little bit. This is this is from James in Australia. Hey James. Hey James. Um, yeah, Hello, James, James has today. He's he's really disappointed because he missed the opportunity to get a Ryan Otley sketch oh! of <laughs> his of his choice. And part of it, you know, it really had to do with the with the time difference. Um, that hurts. I love Ryan Otley. He's um, one of my all time favorites. I, He's yeah. probably the only reason I'm going to be reading Spider Man because I know it's wait. not for Nick Spencer. Right. Yeah. Right. His art's real good. But Otley um, is probably one of the most perfect artists for Spider Man currently. The free comic book day issue. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was cool. I have to admit. James wants to know: um, Have you had any big disappointments or missed opportunities or regrets in your years of collecting comics or art, or meeting and meeting artists? 
Big regrets. Big mm. regrets? Um, I Funny thing is, is I actually had a conversation with Ryan Otley at the last Comic-Con. Um, super nice guy. He signed all the stuff I brought, but I could not convince him to put my name on his sketch list because he was like, I'm already booked out, man. And the man uh, looked exhausted like he had been up all night drawing. Yeah. So I was just like, why didn't I get on that earlier? So, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Um, but it's tough going to a con cause these guys, you know, sometimes they bite off more than they can chew or willingly bite off more than they can chew because yeah. that's how they make some, you know, decent money. Yeah. You know, uh, and you can't fault them for that and whatnot, no. but it's just like, oh man, I would kill to have you like anything. I'll yeah. take anything, you know? So, um, he signed I did. your figures though. Yeah. He signed my figures. Yeah. Uh, he signed uh, a bunch of the the uh, special variant covers and stuff that I brought him. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you got this one? You got this one? He's like impressed like at the, the – the, and there's all because like Roger just held on to him and let me, let me right. get him from the shop. It wasn't like I went out and found them. <laughs> but Well, don't tell him yeah. that. You know? But uh, he was just like impressed that I had gotten like the one in 500 like variant from whatever issue and, and all that and – uh, so he was more than gracious and, and, uh, you know, signed all my stuff. So, uh, that was probably a disappointment was that I didn't, wasn't able to get to him early enough to get on the list to get something, uh, sketched. And then, um, I don't know. I, I know I've probably got another disappointment somewhere in there. I've got mine. <clears throat> What's you yours? Not in like the official line to meet someone in last year's Comic Con, you still got to meet them kind of. Like the line you like cut, cut you off right before. That was which time? Oh, yeah. there, there were several of those. Oh, God. Where? Oh, well, yeah, actually, yeah, that wasn't really a disappointment. That turned out that started as a disappointment and ended awesome. Right. So I was in line. Um, we were running everywhere trying to do, you know, trying to see everything and everyone at Comic-Con. And I love Tony Daniel at DC. And he had, he didn't even have a ticketed uh, um, line. line. It was just you could get in. But apparently... So many people showed up at first that they capped the line right when I got there. And so I was like, ah, because I had brought like a graphic novel for him to to sign and all that stuff. And so as I'm waiting and I'm waiting, I'm waiting because sometimes these guys are really cool. And I told him like several I had actually I've actually had several interactions with him on uh, social media, too. So he kind of knew I was like, dude, I was the one that was asking if you were going to be here. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. So I was like, can you sign my thing? And so he was like, yeah, dude, he's like, just give me the book. Reach over. So not only did he sign my graphic novel, he sketched Batman in it, like a little headshot of Batman. And then later on that day, because I couldn't actually get in line to like get a photo with him or anything like that, yeah. Uh, after the panel that we were sitting in, he was part of this mass DC masterclass panel. He was out in the hallway, so me and Blaine got to not only get pictures with yeah. him, but we got Dan DiDio. And I think we said hi to. Uh, um, You're underplaying that. You sat on Dan DiDio's. I did sit on Dan DiDio's. That's a whole separate story. Okay. Um, that's not a disappointment. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not a disappointment. Nope. Dollar bills um, are involved in that story. But we got to talk to Tony Daniel for like 15 minutes, and he was just. Oh, he showed you some art. He showed us like art that was in the process for when Damage before Damage was out and stuff that's like cool. that. So yeah. he was super super nice. But at the beginning of that day i was like heartbroken and then it like ended up awesome so different kind of story there that man's a saint he is yeah he is he's a sweet man mr nathan uh yeah i've got no regrets life is just a party you're a sage (laughs) i wish i've never had that in any i always have regrets i'm like i could have that better i should have done that yeah 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 you really need to get over that (laughs) you need to take some lessons of life from nathan (laughs) 
Yeah, that's true. What, what's your biggest regret? I feel like yours None. is going to top mine. What? None. Okay, so you guys are cool. We have emotional issues. I have some nervousness, <laughs> but... Like what? No, don't go there. No, what? Oh, come on. Related, Blake, not- oh, okay. <laughs> All right, no, Roger. not comic book related. Oh, okay. Uh, I think my biggest regret is I didn't collect every single issue of Snyder's Run on Batman. What? Yeah. I'm sorry, what? I know. I've reread How did I Court have of and you not? Because you didn't have a life back then, and I did. Wow. I'm kidding. Okay. I love you. I love well, you, bud. I see how it is. Because I, no, yeah. Even, no, no, yeah. we're done. We're done for the evening. I know. I know. Until you do something to win back the affections. Yeah. Yes, it is. Good question, though, James. Uh, you see how he's deflecting now? I have all the trades. No, I, I mean, I regret it, you know? You should. Well, you never I'm read. Ashamed of you, actually. Wait a minute. You never read Sinestro War. And you're a Jeff Johns fan, so I if we want to talk fan, about but shame. I there's a lot of Jeff Johns stories that i got to work through and find the time to work through. Okay. I have a question for James because uh, it says from Australia, right? Mm-hmm. This is probably a stereotypical question. Oh, but Lord. Don't do this. How many times? No. How many times have you seen the Mad Max trilogy and which Mad Max is your favorite? Feel free to just. All right, James, there you yeah. go. Yep. Mine's the second one. <laughs> just a reminder when, when replying, it is Blake. So Blake Starling. Feel free, Blake Starling. Yeah. You know, uh, some we have a lot of listeners all over the place. We should like try and Skype them into some podcast broadcast at some. That would be awesome. That's yeah. a good idea, Matt. Make that. Sorry, happen. Matt. I didn't mean Matt to is like, <laughs> work on you. Matt just had an but aneurysm. get on that, would you? Matt's <laughs> rolling his eyes like, like, oh god, oh, god. Why the do logistics they make of me that. Do more work. No comment. Um, <laughs> no, I, maybe on the uh, the inaugural Horizon After Dark. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man. The that after would, series that would be epic. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a listener question from Aaron. He said, "I just discovered an alternate version of Superman, where he was in possession of a lantern ring, which seems interesting. Do you know anything about this story, and can you elaborate on it?" An Wait, what? Which ring? He's had a ring several times. Yeah. There's. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out because in Blackest Night he got the white and lantern the white. ring. I know Batman's had a ring um, too. He had but a that's Sinestro an, ring. Yeah, that's. But there was an S, uh, Elseworld story where he had a Green Lantern ring. Superman. Yeah, and there was also one where Su- Superman's backstory was Batman's backstory, where his parents were killed and he was adopted by. That was an Elseworld story too. But I can't remember. I don't know of the specific one. I just remember that all these different instances where he's had a ring. I don't know of a specific yeah. story that focused on that. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what I've been saying. I want a buddy cop book. Where Batman has a yellow ring and Superman has a blue ring. Right. That would be awesome. They just go around in space saving the day. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I'm trying to, rem- like, I could swear. I think he had a blue ring at one point. Think. No, Flash. No, had a Flash. Blue ring. That yeah. was Flash. In Blackest yeah, Night. Blue ring too, I think. Maybe. I'm probably hmm. totally wrong. I don't remember. But see, I remember in Sinestro Cold War, the, the one dude who was part Kryptonian had the Green Lantern ring. Okay. Are you talking about um, like anything? With, um, or was he a Daxamite? I think was he Daxam or was he Kryptonian? It might have been Daxamite because you're not ta- you're not talking about Superboy Prime, right? No, he okay. fought Superboy Prime. Remember? Right, right, right. But didn't Superboy Prime get a ring too? He got no, a ring. Superboy Prime didn't need a ring. Dude. He fought with them though. No, it, no, he fought on Sinister Side. I remember that because he yeah. was in the. They brought him in. Yeah, he was in one of the. Uh, cells. It says in the 2000 Elseworld miniseries, Superman: Last Son of Earth. The, okay. I haven't read that, Aaron. Okay. I will get right on that. Yeah, Aaron, so. if you get a chance, read read that uh, story where he has Batman's origin. Uh, Speeding bullets. It's called Speeding Bullets. I remember you talking to me about that. It's I haven't good. had a chance to find that yet. It's really good. Okay, so there's two that I have to add to my long list. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, sorry I couldn't have uh, elaborated more on that, Aaron. But thank you for the question, and thank you for alerting me to another graphic novel that I need to read. Roger. Hey. <laughs> sorry. So I, laughing. I just kind of I just, I, I love this. So, um, this isn't, this isn't really a question, but I, I, I guess I just wanted to share this, uh, from Clay and Bryce, uh, <laughs> Clay, Bryce, I apologize in advance for this. Clay sent a copy of your, your text message. I Transcript. think you got set up, son. Um, <laughs> Because Bryce says, then I said to him, I done told you once, you son of a bitch. I'm the best it's ever been. So so that's how I got the golden fiddle from the devil at one time in Georgia. <laughs> Where's the question? <laughs> no, I think I think uh, Bryce was sharing the answer to last week's trivia question oh, with Clay. Okay. Because <laughs> he said, What's, oh, yeah, the answer is the golden lasso of truth, which was the answer to last week's trivia question. And then Clay asked how Bryce's syphilis was doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bryce, Bryce, no, I think Bryce took the bait so hard on that one. That's going to be a lot of fun. No, oh, sorry. Syphilis is a, question. a colloquial was, term meaning center. Yeah, yeah, it means um, I think, no, I, I think I'm done with questions from last week. Okay, that was just all you had to share on. I don't, yeah. Still trying to look for the question. Is there a really, uh, were we going to read or say who sent in that super nice email? Or is that something else? Which one was that? I don't know. You said you got a really nice email. Mm, Okay, let me come back to that. Okay. Okay. I probably did. (laughs) Never mind. So we'll just move along. We're going to go ahead and head straight into the reviews now. Cool. So, uh, for Blake. I'm doing Marvel tonight. Yes, you are. Uh, we reviewed The Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing. I'm looking right at Jonathan because he's going to correct me. And Joe Bonnet or Bonnier, if I you're in Louisiana. Um, I know you do this on purpose. Like I know. I know. Um, so I don't the, know whether I should feel flattered or just annoyed. Okay. Vin Diesel wannabe. Wow. Um, I, wow. I really uh, enjoyed no this book. Uh, let me pitch it first. The Immortal Hulk. Um, basically, imagine that there's a monster inside of us all living inside of our... Why is that funny? Just keep going. If you laugh during my pitches, it makes it really hard to pitch. Why do you think I do it? I know. We're not supposed to talk about marital problems over the podcast. Jeez. Okay. okay. So, The Immortal Hulk. I'm going to tell Pam. Um, it. Would you guys think that being immortal is a gift or a curse? Well, for Bruce Banner, it's a curse. <laughs> is that a rhetorical question? It's my pitch. I was trying to be mysterious and alluring, and you're ruining it. This was a good book. I like this book. It had a lot of uh, points about it that I enjoyed. About being immortal in the Hulk? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Jonathan, you go first. I want to know why you like this book. You just ruined my pitch. The only reason why I'm not going to ruin yours is because it's Justice League. I wouldn't shame myself. Wow. Oh, sorry. I don't, the, the email, the, the really nice email, was actually from Bryce, and it was about bringing back the lightning round. Oh. He really, yeah. Did he, you want to share really that now, or did you want to wait until we get to the No, it's okay. Now. I was just trying to interrupt Blake. Oh, okay. My Thank God. Just lo- a little bit off. I love you guys so much. I'm surrounded but, um, by my friends and this beautiful shop. Uh, we love you, too. We just, you know. No, and he said he was you. really, he thought the the um, the interview segment that we talked about a couple weeks ago was a really good idea. He's looking forward to that. That's something, yeah, I'm still working on. So All-star origin stories? Yeah. Yes. So, anyway, Blake, were you saying something? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just, you know, so angry with the world. Um, you know. Tell us about the book, Blake. And I <laughs> the, won't interrupt you okay. this time. The Immortal Hulk. Uh, everyone uh, thinks that Bruce Banner is dead. Well, this is still taking place after Hawkeye killed him from Civil War Two, right? Right. But this so, takes place after the events of uh, uh, Secret Empire, right? This is like the fallout of Secret Empire. Is this the fallout of Secret Empire? Because I, I didn't read uh, Civil War Two, so I don't know how he died. To, Hawkeye shot. I think him in the, the timeline that was Civil War Two. Didn't yeah. he just? I thought Hulk just came back at uh, No Surrender, Avengers No Surrender. Yeah, no Surrender. He did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he was killed in Civil War. Two. Right. Yeah. Civil War. So that's why everybody thinks Bruce Banner is dead. Because remember, there was this whole big thing. Actually, that was funny. That might have been the issue, the very first Marvel issue we reviewed on the show. What Civil War Two? Civil War Two. I'm okay. fairly certain because I, I didn't read Civil War Two all the way through, so I knew he had died by Hawkeye. I just didn't yeah, know Hawkeye how. I think shot him in the head with an owl or an owl. An owl. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't know how that. Why did I what? say that? Let me ask you this: Who told you that? <laughs> The Court of Owls. Okay. They sent a well, They're watching. Banner told him to. Yes, Banner did tell him to. But. Well, it was an arrow laced with something. Was it? You said like a kryptonite arrow. I love the way you, you described it. it. You were like, yeah. It was yeah. an arrow laced with something. Okay. Wasn't it like gamma radiation or something? Something like that. I think you oh. said like his version of kryptonite. Is that their explanation as to why he's quote unquote been dead this yeah. entire time and is just now coming back? Probably. Oh. And why Bruce? Because did was it just me or did Bruce Banner not seem to actually know who he was in this? No, I, no, I think he did. did I he? think he knew. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he was. I think he was scared of who he was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure how to read that by the way that the character looked in the panels because I was like, I I was questioning the entire time when he was in that gas station whether or not he was aware that he was Bruce Banner or if he was just am I I, I have this amnesia I'm not quite no, sure. No, I'm pretty yeah I'm okay. pretty sure he was aware. Maybe that was just uh, me then, but. Because he also got killed in this comic and came back from that too. Yeah. So hence the Immortal Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you set up what the the plot line of the first issue is, Blake? Okay. So, um, just run through it real quick. Yeah. Okay. So it starts out you're in a gas station. Um, a young girl is going in to get a drink. Her mom tells her, you know, uh, not to get any soda. You know, typical Wait, you don't kid. Have to go like, yeah, not page by page. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, I, I do want to point out one he thing. Is, he is playing Johnny. <laughs> I do, right? <laughs> Thank you, Roger. That's Thank you. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, you know. I was just saying he was doing a good job. Yeah. And why can't Bruce Banner and why can't Bruce Banner be a girl character? Now I'm Johnny. Um, <laughs> all right. I love you, Johnny. Sometimes. I do want to point out though, the the rocks and oil uh call out, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um basically Bruce Banner like can't die. That's that's hence why it's called the Immortal Hulk. I when I was reading this comic, I got the vibe of Swamp Thing and I loved it. Like it's very it feels that's like a horror comic. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like a horror comic. Almost and like I think he that's was great. Kind of channeling a little bit of that old school Alan, Alan Moore. Moore. Yeah. Well, Al Like a, a tinge. Yeah, Al uh Ewing. There we go. Saying it right. Uh he's had some cool cool stuff. Like he's had a lot of side books that not a lot of people have gotten to read. I think he did some of the ultimate line that was really cool. Yeah, there we go. He was he did Ultimates, Ultimates too. too. Yeah. He had some really cool concepts in that book I liked. Um explaining about like how the multiverse works and stuff like that. It was yeah, really cool. Gold yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really interested to see where where he's going with this. I mean, I love it, man. It read like a horror comic and I mean He's a big rage, raging green but, monster, well, like me, the Hulk. 
I think this is. This Let me is, like throw an no, asterisk I'd, on, I'd, at, on Well, I disagree with that. Hold on, just say I, I disagree with that completely. He's not a rage monster. He's, he's oh, in control. Sorry. He has right. He has right, all he of his speak. faculties. Right. Okay. But but I'm it's saying just like a completely different personality. Right. On paper, uh, the the Hulk like needs a horror comic. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy who just turns into this monster. You know what I'm saying? Like old school Hulk, not new school Hulk. I had a point, Roger. I had a point. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. What did, did you like it, Roger? What did you like about it? I thought it was okay. I, okay. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's a different take on the Hulk than they've had in in a little while. In a while. Yes. That's. Um, it's it's a breath of fresh he's air. Been yeah, he's been Amadeus Cho for Probably roughly about years, a year, year, okay. year and a half. When Amadeus Cho, when Amadeus Cho is the Hulk, he's in control, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And doesn't he change into it by like a wristwatch or something like that? Nah, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Something like that. Okay. Um, the important thing here is that Bruce Banner is back. And yes. Cho is gone. Yes. Boys and champions. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, the disdain yeah. of Marvel coming from Jonathan. I love it. I, you know, I think this is interesting. I, I don't know how, you know, I mean, it's kind of going back to the Jekyll and Hyde, you know, the whole thing with, with yeah. viewing, setting it up from the beginning with, you know, when you look in the mirror, there's there's two faces. Mm-hmm. You know, the one you see and the one you don't want to. The one you don't want to. I mean, see. that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I, I think I like there's that. some interesting concepts like in there. The, the quote from Carl Jung at the beginning, I thought really yeah. set it up nicely. <clears throat> yeah. Um, whether or not, you know, how long, how long you can carry that out, you know, I mean, yeah, I I think it's a profound statement. I think it's one that most people can relate to, but how much story can that carry? We'll see. Um, at this point, I don't know if I would read an issue two or not, uh, maybe just out of curiosity to see. You know how much more depth he's going to be able to add to to this story, um, because in, in this one, you know, yeah, a guy you know was knocking over uh, um, a convenience store to pay back a biker gang, and everybody kind of got their due, but but Bruce Banner, you know, I mean, he's kind of left on this. So I mean, this is this I've, to me felt like kind of a one shot, except for. You know what's gonna come of Bruce from here on out? Where does he go? Because now um, there are there was like a, a sheriff or an investigator or whatever yeah. that kind of you know, deduced that it was it was the Hulk. Right. Um, I I liked the comic. I, I did. I liked yeah. it. But I I don't I don't know if there's much there to keep me wanting to read it. Well, characteristically, when he turned into the Hulk, it was almost like he was channeling the spirit of vengeance. You know what I mean? Like how he was, you know, how when he's talking to the guy and he's saying, like, you know, um, you you killed a little girl, uh, you killed someone else. Yeah, and but but of course him. he was dead for like twelve hour twelve hours. But he came back, at and night. then yeah, but he came back in in the morgue mm-hmm. during no surrender. Uh, so it wasn't, you know. But after that, I mean, he but he did. He definitely he definitely exacted vengeance on the guy who perpetrated you know the the deaths at the convenience store right so i mean i definitely i definitely agree with the you know the kind of spirit of vengeance vibe with that but problem is i mean you already have a ghost rider no you have i a cosmic mean, yeah, ghost rider and frank castle you have all this um i don't know i mean i it's okay 
We'll see. I don't. Hmm. I don't think. Um, I, I'm not sure it's anything really revolutionary for the Hulk, but we'll see what Ewing can do with it. Right. I'm kind of in your boat where, yeah, I enjoyed it, but I don't know if there was enough there to make me feel. I don't. Well, I'm just gonna say there wasn't really enough there to make me feel like I need to add this to the, my poll. What? Lean forward. Oh. <laughs> He's like, it's been a long week. It has been a long week. It's been a long day. Yeah, well, this felt like a one-shot. Yeah. You know, I mean, it it, it almost felt like a one-shot backup story that they would throw in Incredible Hulk 700 or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, like a Halloween special or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I know, I mean, look, I, I know that Ewing's got, you know, a game plan for this and a short game and a long game. We'll we'll see what he's got. I'm curious to see how it does. The first issue did great and it got it got, you know, a lot of buzz online. So Yeah. Um so that's good. I thought it was I thought it was good. I liked it. Uh I'm not sure what your problem is, Roger. I mean, back <laughs> off. But, uh I thought it was good because I thought it dealt with some stuff that you can relate to. The, the right. whole idea of We've all got that person inside of us that we wish wasn't there, that we yes. either purposefully ignore or don't realize is there. I think you know that the whole quote from Young is very antithetical to the philosophy of the world right now. That everybody's good, but I think you see that people left to their own devices are capable of some pretty awful stuff. And I just thought it was uh, an interesting way of looking at you know we've got this stuff inside of us and how are we going to deal with it? And I, I felt like there was a lot there to grab onto, a lot more than I thought was going to be in a Hulk book because Hulk really doesn't seem like a very relatable character. Right. But yeah. I, I was enjoying it. I, I I don't know that I would pick up issues, but I would definitely read a first trade to see where this goes. Right. Yeah. Did you okay? What did you get like a very like Swamp Thing esque vibe? Yeah, I did have a little yeah. more of a horror feel. I did yeah. have one nitpick uh, in the police procedural aspect of it. I don't know if you picked <laughs> on, the, on this, Officer Cote. Um, there was, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was the something, there was something that gave me pause. So the, like, when he robs the bank, he uses a, re- a revolver to rob, right. or rob and the bank. And there were the shell casings. Yeah, yeah and they're like analyzing shell casings. I'm like, do they not know how guns work? <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyways, that's just a minor nitpick. Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just kind of suspended. Like yeah. I was like, I, these are writers. They Maybe he realized because I'm like, yeah. but the showcasings are in, in the revolver. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's Maybe very meant, minor, and I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna ding it for that. Yeah. But yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought maybe it was a he good meant book. slugs. I don't know. Yeah. Or uh, the extra spa- uh, splash page. How they had the one, and that one was oh. great. And then the one after that, I was like, I feel like they were like, we need two more pages. I got an idea. <laughs> and then they just, yeah. Or the writer. Al just wrote gun and the artist drew a revolver. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's it. Well, this yeah. is true. Well, no, but the the writer would have had the dialogue there about because they specifically mentioned shell casings you twice. Know, they, actually, that they, the yeah, they matched the, the shell end, yeah. the shell casings, and I was like, I, like, I'm not a gun guy, and I was like, well, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, no, a gun that drops shell casing yeah. in the script, but then he just. But I thought you know it's interesting because you know the writer missed the mark on that. By a mile, and the editor didn't catch it either. Yeah, that's so. And they and they let that go through. A lot of people just are ignorant to that kind of stuff, though. They just bang bang. Okay, it does the same thing that everything does. You know, (laughs) I'm I'm serious. A lot of people. Yeah, maybe. 
but then a lot of people watch a lot of CSIs and stuff like that. (laughs) So it makes it harder to BS your way through the crime science. I I will tell you right now that CSI is nowhere near real life. Like I hate to break it to you. I I just, I don't want to have to tell my mother or grandma that that. autopsies aren't real. (laughs) What the, what the heck dude? Sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble. At least not on our County budget. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love CSI Miami. Anyway, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, okay. Eh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I, I'd, I'd give it uh, three stars. It's good. Blake, I'm gonna give it a five. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I know, I know, because it's not a DC book. I know, but I, I really enjoyed it, bud. It's okay. How much did Ewing Venmo you, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like three dollars. You know, but they go way back. I'm gonna give it a four. Possibly four and a half, but I, I I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm where Rogers at three. Okay, it was good. It was well written. Uh, the little the gun thing did bother me. Um, three still good scored. I, dude, there's nothing That's wrong with it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely above average. For, uh, for anybody, the that's art a- was a little off for me though. Was with it? The look, I mean it was. I don't. As off it as was, uh, it Justice was League misshapen, was? you know, like with the Hulk, <laughs> you know. Wait, what? That's Jim Chung, dude. Yeah, we can talk about I mean, that in a minute. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Nathan's got some fire right. in that voice right now. So, wow. I liked yeah, okay. okay. I liked um, uh, the facial expressions, especially with the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I the the craziness in his eyes. He conveyed that very well. Is it Joe Bennett or Joe Benet? I want it to be Benet. Just stop, please. It's Joe Bennett, right? Just stop. <laughs> Tell me, Jonathan. I want to hear you say. I'm gonna it. punch you right. so hard. <laughs> See, now I'm Johnny because you want to punch me. <laughs> I'm doing great. You need to be put on a leash. Okay. Next. Uh. Who's? Indy. Yes. Indy. Oh. Okay. I'm. My bad. I'm messing up the rotation. Yeah. Stop it. Bro. Oh, what it, Blake told me to say something about this because I really do almost have nothing. It's like uh, Pixar. Meets, meets Avatar the Last Airbender. Avatar the Last oh, Airbender. What? what? It's my type of book. <laughs> it's not that at all, though. Oh, I don't, Yeah, I wasn't St- sure that stylistically. I that. It kind of this, that, like that's, that. that's, um, that's oh, what I meant. Art style. Yes, that's oh, what I meant. Not story wise. Oh, okay, I was like, I'm what are you talking about? Yeah, oh, art wise. Yeah, I should have specified I art artistically. Yeah, in this one you have you have a shape shifting queen. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Isola, number three. Uh, by <laughs> Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw. Kershaw. A solo? Uh, the it's art a by solo. Carl Kershaw and Masasic. Wow, these are some really tough names. I'm from the South. You're going to have to forgive me. Let me see him. Um, Is there another Yeah, issue? hey, and the letters are by Aditya <laughs> Badikar. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> That's... That's my Carolina pronunciation. Um, Carolina inebriated pronunciation. But so continue. So story. This is about a shape shifting queen. She's also like a blue tiger, um, on the run and being hunted by somebody. I don't know. Um, this book was a little hard for me uh, because I absolutely love the art. The art is super compelling. It's kind of like, it reminded me of Monstrous, although Monstrous is a lot darker. Nice. Um, The art is beautiful. You could look at the art all day long. Story-wise, 
I knew this girl was on the run and she was being hunted and her. Yeah, we're her, coming in an issue royal... three and there's no synopsis for us. So no, I mean, yeah, it, I, it's not like it was impossible to follow, but there's a lot of missing yeah. pieces still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't. Uh, I, I think it. I, again, I you know I'm a firm believer that any individual comic can be written to kind of, you know, it, it can be written well enough to bring you up to speed with what's going on, without you know recapping everything that's come before you know um i don't think this comic did a really good job of that um although i thought the you know the character development the action and everything the pacing you know was cool enough that made me want to learn more it's a it's a book that made me want to go back and read the first two issues because i didn't know what was going on but there was a lot to like with storytelling um and so i i made I may do that. We'll see. Yeah, I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but there was something on this cover that immediately grabbed my attention. Anybody spot it? The pipe? Yeah, as a guy who makes pipes oh. for, a, you know, <laughs> for a side business. Yeah, there's a yeah, pipe. There you go. I like to think that uh, Commissioner Gordon smokes an Armand Trout. You know, <laughs> we'll see. But I like I liked seeing the uh, the pipe representation. There. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. What type of pipe is that? That would be Bent Dublin. Nice. Well, so, okay, so if you can recognize it, I'm saying the artist did his job, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Nathan, are you sure you're a teacher? You're too cool to be a teacher. You make pipes. Yeah, that's, you are too that's cool not true. If anybody's, you he's, guys have met me. I'm not that cool. Come he's on. Armin Trout the Green. Okay. He hasn't been a green ah, wizard. <laughs> See? There we go. The yeah. There we go. There we go. I, I thought this book was okay. I think it would have been better had we started at issue one. Uh, just because I had a lot of questions. I still, maybe you guys can answer. I'm a little confused. The very first opening pages where the queen wakes up in her human form and sees the soldier with all the arrows, is that the past or the future? Where is that in the timeline? Mm-hmm. I was I have no idea way either. off on that I'm one. I couldn't right place there it. With you. There's timeline. no color differentiation. So, I, you know, it was almost like it was the present, but I don't know if then what she was looking at. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't dislike this book. It was just hard coming in where we came in. It, 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 I think what yeah. we need to do is come back and review the graphic novel mm, first for issue trade, one yeah. to yeah. see what – because I think any any first graphic novel will tell you exactly what the story is about. Um, I wish I wish this was a little – because, look, the, the, the response to this series has been super strong. People love it, and uh, presumably all of those people have read it since issue one, mm-hmm. so they do know what's going on, and I don't. Right. Um, so I would like to go back and, and read that, but I, I love the art style. There's a lot of love put into this book. You um, can tell the world's big. But I, need, <laughs> um, but I would like to go back from issue one. Yeah. Agreed. I think it's a pretty cool fantasy world. It's a neat yeah. setup. The art is Gorgeous. I mean, mm-hmm. it's absolutely right. beautiful. I think, in particular, the coloring is just yeah. amazing. The color, yeah, color. yeah. I mean, it's incredible. But uh, yeah, I just kind of feel like starting at issue three was not a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. I mean, you could go back. You know, just you flipping through that book, I realize you know you have the blue pages, you have the purple pages, and then you have the full color pages, and it's like, does that? Do each of those represent different things or mm-hmm. just different regions of this world? Right, yeah. 
Well, that's also a good point, too, to, that you guys are pointing out, too, because uh, you guys are reviewing the show based on the single issue you read. So you're not reviewing the series. You're reviewing the one issue right. you read. Right, yeah. yeah. It's true. And in, in that vein, I think it could have been a stronger single issue. Uh, I would I would put it at three stars, too. Um, the art is to die for. I mean, it's mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. Um, the storytelling, you can glean some bits from it, but not, you know, not the big picture. I mean, you're definitely looking at a tree and not the forest. Right, right. So I, I would go with three stars on this. I read uh, the Image Plus magazine every month. I'm, I don't know if anybody else does. I really like I that. I was reading that for a while, and then I... But they do uh, previews of stuff that's coming up in the next couple months. And this was actually one that they had in there a couple months ago, or probably four or five months ago now since we're on issue three. Yeah. And they give you like two to four pages of the story. Mm-hmm. I remember reading this in there, and I was not interested at all at that right. time. And I'm actually interested enough that I would like to read a first trade. I mean, it seems like a really well-developed world i mean any fantasy geeks there's a map so you know that it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. a well-developed world you right, know that's right. the keystones of a good fantasy book there's a map, map at the beginning the color. yeah yeah <laughs> um every time yeah. I, yeah, as a single issue i would probably give it a three three and a half but I, i'm interested to go back and, and read a first story arc because it, it seems like a very interesting world well not only that there's an and there's an alphabet yeah of hieroglyphs. there's a language what? that are, Let me see. somebody yeah. have like they're pretty cool hieroglyphs uh, too <laughs> They're a little more primitive than the. Oh shoot! That was the other question there. We, we've already done questions, right? Yeah. Okay. As it? soon as we wrap this up, I I, I got to go find it. Okay. Sorry. Well, finish your ratings. Yeah. I I'm with I'm with y'all. I would give it a three three and a half. I mean, I, I want to know more about it, but it was disorienting just coming yeah. in at three. It was yeah. a little hard to piece it all together. Yeah. 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 What about you, Jonathan? What do you think? Uh, story confusing. Art good. Would read a tra- graphic novel. Three stars. Okay. That's about all I got for it. Yeah. And when I said, when I meant the whole Pixar cross with Avatar The Last Airbender, I like Avatar The Last Airbender yeah. and Pixar movies. Of course. That wasn't a slight against it. Yeah. You don't like Avatar The Last Airbender? I hated Avatar. This is very oh, wait. Like Avatar The Last Airbender? Airbender. Yeah, oh, not, not Avatar. James Cameron's Sorry. Avatar. Come on. I was about on. to say, I'll punch that man in the, the space. S- <laughs> the, the movie for The Last Airbender? Garbage. Yeah, yes. that was rough. Wonderful. Good. Wonderful. The anime, I art. haven't watched the show, but I've seen the animation style. Now I understand what you're talking yeah. about. Right. Yes. Very, very, very endearing similar. animation. Yes. This is more like Korra, but yeah, it's awesome. Yes. Yes. The, that was a good pull. It is like Korra. Cool. So. All right. Uh, Roger, should I wait to pull up Justin's wing? Yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You were so excited. It's adorable. All right. Oh, who, me? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I peed before we got here, so I got mine out of the way. Oh. Yeah. Well. Um, all right, we are reviewing for the DC book Justice League number one, uh, the new Justice League series by Scott Snyder. Uh, and this week, because they're going to have rotating artists, because uh, it's bi weekly, uh, the first issue is Jim Chung from Marvel fame. I believe he did a lot of Spider Man back in his day over at Marvel, yes, and sir, and a lot of Avengers. Uh, so he's moved over to the good side. Justice League. I'm just being facetious. That's debatable. I know. Uh, He's moving over to my favorite cast of characters. Yes, he's exclusive DC right now. Uh, The other artist that's going to be rotating with him is actually Jorge Jimenez. So, 
very fun style. I think uh, based off the new Justice League logo, they're going to try to make, even though it's another world-ending event, they're trying to uh, make it seem more fun. Approachable. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you could say that. Because this, this Justice League logo, if you notice, is new. They uh, kind of made it look like the new Justice League action from that cartoon show. Yeah. It's, it's similar to... It's not curved anymore. It's yeah. just square. Well, and it's it's the original team from the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. The, I love it. The uh, Bruce Tim. Yes, sir. Oh, All man. the feels. My I love childhood. you, Scott Snyder. I yeah. love you. Kevin Conner. Yep. yep. Uh, so um, this is part one of what they are calling the totality. There is some sort of thing that has come through the source wall if you read the events of Metal. Uh, the Justice League accidentally broke the source wall. And as they've said uh, in previous issues, they, it's like a fishbowl being emptied into the ocean. So they don't know what's coming through. They just had this whole big thing in No Justice, uh, which is a little mini-series leading up to this. Uh, uh, it's really good. And No Justice ended up uh, kind of setting up like, hey, we don't know what else is coming because there are these big elemental uh, titans, essentially. I forgot what they were called, but I'm just using the term titan. You're doing there. good. Types. Yeah, yeah. kind of, if you will. Yeah. Um, that essentially wanted to feed on a seed. They were a, to specific uh, things on a planet. So if like uh, if things were out of balance, so like the there's a word that I'm uh, like a cosmic force. Oh, so okay. you had the force of entropy, wonder, uh, mystery, and uh, wisdom. Yep. And so if something was out of balance, they would go to feed on the thing that was like growing more. So right. Earth had more entropy. So like this the entropy titan was coming to consume that entropy energy from this world seed essentially i think they're called cosmic titans are they cosmic titans i yes. think they're called cosmic titans That's correct. right yes. okay. um so anyway uh they you know they stopped the cosmic titans from destroying earth because they're the justice league right of course. um but there's more stuff coming and yep. that's what kind of opened the door to this first issue here so yes. there's this Essentially, it's kind of drawn as like a comet or a like an asteroid or something, but it's spanning space and time altogether. Because in time war, in in the first page, it goes eighty five thousand years ago, and then or I think it's eighty five thousand years in the future, and then it's like five thousand years in the future, and it shows Commandy, which was great. Yeah, that was and then, that was really yeah, cool. yeah, and then it goes eighty five thousand years in the past. And it's the new and gods. And it's the new gods. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, he's hitting all of the nerdy things. Yeah. So the comet is going through space and time at the same time. Simultaneously. <laughs> and Martian Manhunter picks up on kind of like what's approaching. And it's bad. So, or at least they're, they're making it seem like it's bad. So um, I dug the heck out of the issue. I liked uh, Jim Chung's art. I don't know how Nathan felt about that <laughs> because of that comment that he made earlier. <laughs> but uh, it kind of has me a little worried. Well, yeah, I, I can expand. I mean, so come on, look at look at look at the very first page. The very first page; those faces are awful. Now I realize they're kind of far away; they're small. But if you look at the small faces in Isola, they're incredibly detailed. Mm. These guys are funky looking. And then I didn't; I wasn't really sure why Bizarro Superman made it onto the. Uh, the table there. That was Come on, that's bizarro. The blue No, I agree. That is bizarro. That actually made me stop but and go. that's a coloring thing. Is that, I don't is look at that, that face. bizarro though. or is that? Dude, tell me that's not bizarro yeah. right there. That's soups. That's bizarro. Come on. What I kind of passed that off was is it's a, it's a, a mental. Um, Projection. Yeah, of a, of a boardroom meeting. 
for the Justice League that it's a you know it's a, a psychic construct, and so maybe you know Martian Manhunter likes bizarre. But I was better. like, why is Superman blue? I, it made me stop. <laughs> I was, but I but I, I I just I just and every time that Superman was blue, which was in like every panel, it bothered me. But um, I, I normally I I really love Jim Trump's art. Yeah, and I won't say the whole book is like that. There were just a couple spots where I'm like, that just doesn't seem great. Non-consistent so. faces. We got the yeah. Legion of Doom guys. We did. Hey, there was some spots in here. We got the here. freaking Legion of Doom. I, I, there were some things I really liked. Sorry, I didn't want that. You didn't want that? No. Let it be the cartoon. Let it be I, the cartoon. I don't, I don't know that it has any place in comics. We'll see where they go with it. Mm-hmm. Well. I, you know, I'm 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 open, but I'm like Legion. That's like that's like for eating Lucky Charms and, and watching cartoons. Not, <laughs> but not I, for comics. I think that's what they're going for. They want this kind of fun kind of. They're hitting like the throwback stuff while trying to keep it like fresh and all that. Like that's maybe we'll see. Hey, you know, it's Scott Snyder. You know, I'm gonna have. You know, I know this. This book is for I, DC be, fans. Yeah, the I'm, first I'm, three pages shows you like yeah. are you yeah. really in D- dc yeah. you're really gonna love this book you know what i mean the hall of justice uh, you know that's, that's that, a, look you're the, the best part of the comic DC was the first two pages where you know we was talking about this this special calcite that was from whatever nebula mm-hmm. yep. that that held light in in such a certain way i was like superman this is really cool and that's that's kind of scott snyder's strength is when just you know describing a situation and kind of setting up a scene but when it gets into you know the the action and and delivering on the goods he's he's a little weak he's a cullen bun oh Whoa. i wouldn't go that far <laughs> roger may i came that's here sorry i know that was <laughs> see the thing that's not an insult only an insult shots fired <laughs> yeah. i came here fired. thinking i was going to have the opinion where jonathan wasn't going to invite me back again but, <laughs> but there were some great comedic moments in here like yeah. when uh Martian Manhunter's calling out Batman on the the bombs he put on the moon, and Batman's yeah. like, "Why would I do that, Bruce? Come on!" Like, "Okay, fine." Right. <laughs> I loved Martian Manhunter in this. Yeah, oh, yeah. they showed and off then like how when the Legion of Doom did show up, and uh, Joker's like, "Language, Lex." <laughs> <laughs> there are bleeping children listening out there. I thought it was hilarious. That was uh, really cool. I yeah. I think I said the last time around here that I'm not a huge fan of superhero cosmic. Um. You need to read Annihilation. Or yeah. superhero science fiction, because to me, science, science maybe fiction. this is because I'm a science teacher. That's my my yeah. cross to bear. Uh, like, the science has to be somewhat believable. I realize sure. in comics, you've got to suspend your disbelief. Sure. But I really feel like this was asking me to suspend my disbelief so far that I just couldn't do it. Like, when uh, Jon Stewart shows up with this convenient, omniversal, wormhole gun, whatever oh, this is. yeah. Like, did you guys have you guys ever read The Inkle by Hodorowski? It's like one of these like how did yeah Mobius was the artist and Hodorowski okay. was the writer. Like science fiction like pinnacle books, and I just feel like it's the same thing. Like these guys, when the science really isn't there, they just pick some science sounding words and throw them out there. Okay, the and everybody's like, are not scientists. <laughs> it's true, yeah. And it just I just well, felt but, this was asking you to suspend disbelief too far. To to be fair, like if you if you read a Jonathan Hickman, he does his research right. So that it feels, <laughs> it's not though. Like I mean, and granted, it is his own stuff that he's working on. But I understand your point because you want it to sound, and that's what makes Hickman's stuff so good. Is it feels believable because he mm-hmm. flushes out yeah. his entire world with stuff that feels legitimate. So I, I understand that. But the kid in me 
was just like, it's Saturday morning. I'm watching cartoons, eating cereal, and like. Well, that's yeah. a Snyder book. Yeah, that's I very mean, much that, what this that's is. Very yeah. much a Snyder book, and that's what I was hoping for with this. Okay. So you know, for me, uh, five stars. Here's my problem. Okay. Here's okay. my problem. Five stars. I, nobody had any doubt about that. The whole, <laughs> the, the whole time that you know I was reading this garbage, I wanted to read the Avengers, and it just okay. I'll I'm stop being punch Johnny. You in the throat. <laughs> I had to be Johnny. I, I had to act like Johnny for like two minutes. No, what I like about the Justice League book is it gives you all the best parts of DC. You're getting everything. You're getting a little darkness. You're getting a little lightness. You're getting action. You're getting plot and everything. It's no. it's a mixed bag of. It's a mixed bag. No, I disagree completely. Well, I, he's no, mentioned. I, I, I don't disagree completely. They do okay. mention him in here. Yeah, it's. it's I, I like think a, you're right on that point. Yeah, I think that it misses one thing, and that's heart. Hang on. I don't think. I don't. I don't. I, well, no, the, the heart is there. Yeah, no, the heart's there. In the first two pages. Mm-hmm. Hold my hand, Roger. And then Wait, what? And then it goes into everybody's arrested. <laughs> Ah, oh, the Hall of Justice. The, just, the Hall of Justice. Yeah, the, you know, that was a great opening page by mm. Snyder, and that's my thing with Snyder. Look, he opens amazing, and he's like, he just, yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah. Look, Dig it's it. not a bad book. It's yep. not a bad book. It's a good book. I love Jim Chung's art. Um, we'll say I'm, I'm, I'm at a bit of a loss of why Scott Snyder wants to go back to Justice League United or animated or whatever we'll see unlimited there you go that was the that animated one. bruce tim series yeah i i don't know um, because that for a lot of people was kind of like a defining thing that got people into comics too at least for for justice yeah. league dc stuff kids growing up in the um 90s. it was kids that started on batman the animated series moved on to superman the animated series and then justice league it was like that slew of things like for right. me like that was hitting all the stuff because i was i think uh, probably 13, 14, right in that age range when okay. all of that was going off. For yeah. me, it seems a little out of place from where we've been in the DC universe. I, I can and agree so, with that because so does, of Rebirth and, so and everything metal, that's gone you know? on, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Is this the first time the Hall of Justice has been around since pre-New 52? Yeah. I believe yep. so, yes. It's been quite a long time since it's so, uh, what my biggest question from this is what is Earth going to do without the moon now? Because they did blow up the moon. They, I don't know if you guys caught well, that. The, the moon Mars did explode. Did. So right. Martian Manhunter became, you know, this nesting dragon of Thule or whatever and that's not good. The blew up the moon. Exactly. Yeah, that was a it's really cool a lot page. Of things. Yeah, but yeah, I think that yeah. Are I you think kidding? Sound Batman has a contingency. Yeah, he's got a backup the, moon. He's got a backup <laughs> moon, guys. In the back. Come case. on. Yep. There's no Dragon Ball. Yeah. The Green Lantern's yeah. gonna go to another galaxy. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. John Stewart's from got there him in his and replace it. We're gonna have gun. a new moon. Like, yeah. come on, use your imagination, Nathan. I know. Matt did make a point about in Dragon Ball Z when they blew up the moon. And then balls. Earth was fine, and yeah. like the tides weren't affected <laughs> yeah. or anything like but that. They wished a new moon back. Yeah, no Dragon Balls in the DC. Universe. You can wish those. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so. Really, honestly, at, um, at the end of the day, my one problem with this book is because it is 
it's so big and so bombastic. It's like if you're going to tell a Justice League story now, it has to be some, you know, reality-altering end of the yeah, multiverse story that is just beyond, like, oh, my God. And I, I honestly, I just, I want a story of them, you know, cooking short ribs out back, playing cornhole, you know? Clark using his heat vision to, like, get the ribs just right. Yeah. You know, that's you all I want. just have Wolverine spear them but in the beginning. You are going to get a little bit of that in the Batman wedding issue. It's well, Clark that, is going to be Batman's best man. Roger, that show exists. It's called Teen Titans Go, and it's the bane of everyone's yeah. existence. No, it's ever like the Teen that's Titans. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> but did you guys hear that if if the if the movie does well, that they're going to bring back regular Teen Titans? The Shut the style. front door. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I saw yep. That. I guess we're going. Yeah, Go I guess we're funny. going. It looks pretty funny. Like, are we going to hold hands? Yeah. Okay. Okay. When don't we? Well, this is true. Yeah. Can we get back to the book? Yeah, we Jeez. can. <laughs> Weirdo over All here. Right, what, would you, what would you guys rate it? Or do you have anything else that you need to add? You wait because we, we know what you're going to say. We know what said I'm going to say. Oh, I thought we were going to do it together. Oh, okay. Yeah, One, two, two three, three, five. Five. Yeah. Oh, you guys skipped on. four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you did that thing again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, for me, look, I mean, it's actually, I, I think it's actually a strong issue, especially for Scott Snyder. Uh, Jim Chung really made his word shine. <laughs> Jeez. Roger, just call. But just I would, say what I would you want to say. I would give it a four stars. Because you hate Scott Snyder. It's okay. Whoa. No, I don't hate him. Oh, okay. He did not call back during metal. Yeah. You got to get over that, man. <laughs> no, he did okay. email you, though. He yeah. did. That was a really nice email. I don't. I I shouldn't make it sound like he was. Like, <laughs> he was the Colin yeah, Bunn. Yeah, that's mean. It was, did I? I yeah, think I you did. You did compare him to Colin Bunn. That's pretty mean. Colin that's Bunn's okay. A fine writer. No, this. Um, Matt, we're gonna talk. We're gonna hug it out later. Yeah. No, there's actually a lot to like about this book. Um, the fact that it's it's so big and you know universe altering is just a personal beef, and I'll set that aside. It's actually a strong comic with great art. There you go, Mr. Trump. It's an interesting opinion, Roger. I'm glad you have it. Um, (laughs) He's like, like, two. No, there was enough to like about it that I I can't rate it lower than a three, but I don't know that I can go any higher than a three. And and give me, I'm a DC guy. I love DC. This just, it just felt clunky to me. And I'm sorry, Jonathan. That's the sound of me dying. I'm sorry, So so it's everything Roger said and. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this, Nathan. Who who was your favorite person that wrote Justice League? What was one of your like your favorite Justice League? Well, I, I'm not a huge like I've never Darwin really Cook. been on Justice League. I'm Go. Yeah. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. Darwin Cook. Is there anybody else? Grant Jeff Morrison. Johns. Nope. Yeah. Grant nope. Morrison, Jeff Johns. Uh, Jeff Johns. Mark okay. Wade. Pretty good. There's been a lot of good runs. Mark on Wade. Yeah. Mark Wade did the Justice Kingdom League. Kingdom Come. Justice yeah. League. Yeah. Still, I mean, uh, he, he did, Superman he did story, regular Justice League too. Did he took over right after Grant Morrison. Shut the front door. Yes. What, okay. I, for me, like the Justice League, I don't dislike them, but I think when they're all together, the stories have to get bigger to accommodate all the personalities. Yeah. And I think when the stories get bigger, they're less relatable. I think when they're individual books, they're more relatable. And that's that's just or for maybe me. Writers that's feel well, like it I, needs I'm not, to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not huge on just massive action. Right. I like it, sure. but I, I like when the story feels like there's something in it that I can relate to. Like like the Hulk we read. I felt like okay. there was something in there that I could relate to. You should read the, uh, Christopher, Christopher Priest's Priest run. Oh, you we're knew doing that right thing. where I was going. You knew right where oh, I was going. 
Because it's I, yeah. like he was, e. on, he was literally on the book light before. And your stomach yeah. and my stomach light, and we're gonna phone home together. Don't, it's, no, like, don't yeah. add all that. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Do we need a commercial break? For no, no, <laughs> no. But literally, Christopher Priest was on it right before Scott Snyder took over, and his was about the Justice League de- dealing with their image in social media and stuff like that. It was a more okay. grounded kind right. of look at. Yeah. The Justice League pre New Fifty Two? No, it was yeah. before Scott Snyder. Right before it was a story arc. Right before Four this. Ago. Oh, yeah. okay, uh, okay. Whatever. In, if in that re- trades out yet, I don't know what volume it is, but it's Priest pick, and Pete Woods. Yeah, pick it up, Nathan. Right You'll enjoy. Oh, it. Check it out. Cre- yeah. Christopher Priest. You know what I did enjoy? Uh, the f- I've only read the first volume, but the Trinity book that's out right now with Oh Manipole. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That was really good. Like the first, you had the three big characters, but there was also a lot of like really relatable. The stuff first two, there. the first two volumes are the best out of that because that's the one that were done by Francis Manipole. Yeah. And not Colin Bunn, Bunn. but then that's where... Colin Bunn actually did a couple of okay issues out of that, but I think it's because he had a short leash. This is recorded so we can hear that, right? I've said it before on air. We're going to have Colin on the episode one time. Oh, man. It's going to be a great episode. I know he's listened to an episode. Has he? Everybody has, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wishful thinking. Yep. Jeff Johns. But Trinity, excellent book. That was one of my favorite books when it was going on before Manipul hopped off of it. So, yeah. First two volumes. Well, whatever Maniple was on, basically. Right on. So, anyway, did you rate it? Uh, three? three. Yeah, three. What did you say, Roger? Four. Four. You both said five. 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 Wonder Twins power unite. Somebody, Activate. Somebody sent a... Unite. It means more when you guys bucket. look into each other's eyes and then say we five. Right? <laughs> Lovingly. Right? We, are the, uh, we are essentially hey. the Clay and Bryce Can you take a sip the All-Star there, Comics. Yeah, podcast. absolutely. <laughs> Out of your long... <laughs> That was I posted that to it Instagram, was. by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 24 people have seen it so far. Yeah. We should start calling anytime we have a moment like that, a BJ moment. <laughs> wow. Blake and Jonathan. Ser- what are you guys thinking about? Wow. That's, yeah. Wow. Let's Sorry. move on to the next segment. Okay. Oh, my Stop God. Stop it. Dear God. Uh, BJ's this restaurant. Be, this is supposed to be a PG show, man. And Blake. Somebody, he said syphilis I, earlier. I have to... He said syphilis earlier. Not that you had to relate personally to it. I didn't. (laughs) I think it was a burning question. Somebody sent in. (laughs) Jeez. That was funny. Um, (laughs) You realize you just made his night by saying that was funny. Well, you ruined my pitch for a mortal hole. He's not going to be able to sleep tonight. (laughs) Somebody sent in a question, and and I really, I apologize uh, to you, whoever did it. And when I'm more sober... At some point tomorrow, <laughs> I'll go back through and I'll try and find it and maybe pick back up on it next week. But somebody sent in a question about um, uh, Jonathan Hickman's use of symbology. Like symbology? His, the actual his, word symbology, well, not symbolism? No, 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 no. no, no. Easy the, boondock saints. The, um, <laughs> his development of the languages. Like, oh, yeah. Like okay, for the me, actual and, and I, fonts I, I want to say it was it was clay, but I'm not sure. Um, but somebody had sent in a question about that they were they were looking at they were actually it was either clay or or uh, Bryce. It had to be. Those two guys have have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> but but they were talking about they were like cataloging like the symbols that yeah. that Hickman's characters used in yeah. the story and that there were All there were symbols that were used by Mammon that weren't used by any of the humans and I'm sitting there reading this email and I'm like Jesus 
you guys are awesome because I look at it and I'm just stunned that, you know, I'm like, there's, I, I sense the consistency in all of this, but I don't really try. Okay, and, so I'll confirm. I, I have no idea what the question is. I'll confirm is. for whoever it is, email back or, or whatever, or you guys have my social media, just contact me. Um, but I'll confirm that Jonathan Hickman does create his own alphabets for One that of them stuff. Is yeah. in the book, the alphabet broken down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it is. Yeah. Um, but like for specifically for like um, Black Monday murders, he created that whole circular right, right, right. alphabet. East of West too. Yeah, and he did the same thing in East to West. But and Avengers. I, but I think uh, oh, that's right. He did it for um, the whole Night Mask and yeah. um, Star the Brand. Stuff. Um, um, the Garden. And what is that? Because yeah. that's not Infinite. Um, um, Infinity. It's not a yeah. linguist. Are you talking about an infinity? No. There, there's somebody. A philologist. That's somebody is that what it is? Studies language, yeah. Yeah, that sounds, okay. Lemire um, did the same thing in Trillium. He, uh, he created an alphabet, and it was it was spelled out in the back, so you yeah. could go back and translate oh, the words with, if you uh, wanted to. Yeah, like the, it, it, they almost look like Native American mm-hmm. symbols yeah. and stuff. So, That's cool. And Gotta respect that. He, well, I, I know Hickman gets super geeky with it. I mean, yeah. he he I, I don't doubt that he's probably lost time with his family sitting in whatever room he sits in. And he's a dad. It's yeah. it's crazy he's to think that that guy's like a dad. Three. Yeah. And his Twitter page is amazing. You always show me his Twitter. Jonathan Hickman's his, Twitter his is one of the best uh, things on Twitter. Yeah. Like his he's sense so of humor old. is so dry and perfect. I love it. Didn't we should s- have him on. I yeah, he totally come on here. I would we say uh, <laughs> I would fanboy so hard. You'd have yeah. to, Labor, you'd have to Labor like, Day weekend. Oh, yeah. he would do it for free. Uh, absolutely, he's a great totally. guy, right? Yes, he's yeah. a great guy. I've met him also. <laughs> DM him. See what happens. By far the best run on Avengers. No, he has. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His I mean, Avengers run is pretty great. It's insane. <laughs> You read that and you go, Justice League, what? I'm yeah. kidding, Jonathan Conley. <laughs> no, I don't know about that, but it's like God Doom and everything, and it was really good. You're staring daggers at me right I, really, I was joking. You just sir. reminded me that I really wanted a DC book by Hickman, and I'm not going to get it for a while. You don't know? The future, he could do it in the future. You don't know. Nothing's set in stone. He could do it as a cruel joke to Marvel. It could be. Because he's not so happy with Marvel right now, especially it, it, with it the could Shield be stuff. Justice League 33K. Yep. Think about it. Just think yep. about it. It'll, yep. it'll hit you tomorrow. All right. What are we <laughs> okay. doing next? Uh, did you ever pull up that email about the lightning rounds? Nope. <laughs> I, was, I was looking for that too. So what about the, what about the lightning rounds? That was Bryce, I think. Yeah, Bryce. Bryce. <laughs> that was yeah. That was Bryce. Um, no, he really he appreciated the lightning rounds coming back. He liked. I did too. Uh, there was actually um, he had a he had a, a great anecdote that he that he shared about meeting up with um, a, a service member uh, from the armed forces in in his local comic shop. And talking, you know, sharing kind of a story. And he said, you know, he kind of related to the lightning rounds to that, that it's us sharing, you know, a piece of ourselves with the audience. And he really liked it. And I, I thought it, it was a great email. I really liked you know. Sweet. Appreciate it, Bryce. Thanks, Bryce. Well, on to the lightning round. Who wants to go first? Who wants to pull up the timer? Should I do that? Blake. I got a timer. You got the timer? Wait. Wait, 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 we do the lightning rounds now? Yeah, we do the lightning rounds now. You go first. I'm eating Why M&Ms. Do I, gotta I have M&Ms first. in my mouth. Then finish. freaking finish. I hate Tell you. Me when to go. Uh, who wants to go first? Do I have to go first? I'll go. Go with I'll go. And 
All right, so I just read the first trade uh, from an Aftershock series called Jimmy's Bastards uh, by Garth Ennis <laughs> and Russ Braun. Oh, oh my God. Um, it is, Jimmy is basically James Bond. Uh, Jimmy's Bastards are all the illegitimate children that he has Shut coming after up. him. It, it's, so you know how uh, Kingsman, Mark Miller, was uh, basically like R-rated James Bond? Yeah. Yes. This is like James Bond spoof satire that's way, way over the top and hilarious. It is like laugh out loud funny. The art is fantastic and it is worth the read. Oh, right. Jimmy's Bastards, Aftershock. On order. Is it really? Right, yep. Sweet. All right, who's next? You going next? Go ahead. And go. Uh, I want to take my lightning round to talk about the sad and untimely death of Anthony Bourdain, which I feel like to a lot of the world, he was an unsung uncle. Uh, he His show was amazing. Uh, it's really sad how he went. Uh, I'm really bummed that I will never get the opportunity to meet him. Um, he just had this really amazing way of looking at the world and interacting with people. And uh, he's probably the reason why I would ever want to travel and just mad props to the guy. And I think you uh, enjoyed his hosting abilities. Yes. He had this amazing ability to uh, assimilate himself into a culture and feel like he'd been there for years. Mm-hmm. He's just, yeah. Like he would give you Cuban cigars and be like, I really got these from Cuba. Don't tell your dad we're going to smoke them out back. And you'd do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was an amazing guy. Teresa and I loved him a lot. Um, his show on, I think it was CNN was parts unknown. Yep. And then no reservations and no reservations. Um, tomorrow night, I think CNN is doing uh, a marathon. Well, I'm sharing my time with him, so because I, I kind of, yeah, they're doing a marathon tomorrow night. If you've never heard or seen Anthony Bourdain, I would I would recommend that you tune in. Um, he was an amazing guy. Uh, hate to lose him so soon. Um, what was I going to do for my lightning round? Uh, you were Go. talking about um, oh, uh, what bases Instagram. Oh crap! Okay, that's probably a long one. Okay, okay. So you know, pretty much everybody who's been listening to this episode probably follows us on Instagram. Um, You probably got a a follow uh, notification from Bases Comics and Cards following you. Even like Bryce and Clay, they probably got it and they were like, "Who are these fools?" Yeah, they're the comic shop across the way. Um, Recently, they hired a. Uh, social media manager whose uh, basically guerrilla tactic was to follow everybody that follows us um, to heck with them. I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't, I don't appreciate it. I think it's kind of an underhanded move, but it wasn't bases in particular, but this, this milk sop who they hired. Um, not very cool. That's it. You're 10 seconds left. You're good. Uh, I'm just going to take my lightning round to rant about how much I hate UPS. Um, <laughs> Preach, UP, brother. Preach. Nice. UPS can suck it because every uh, delivery. Because every time, anytime I have an issue with getting something delivered, UPS is behind it. And I can't freaking stand it. I had to order a piece of equipment, piece of, a piece of law enforcement equipment. Um, so I had to sign for it. So I had to make sure that I was... You know, at home or you know whatever between the delivery window, never showed up. 
never got a release uh, or a, a note on the door and it happened two days in a row. So then I was finally like, just hold it at the, the distribution center. I'll come and get it. I went there two days in a row. They're like, we're trying to find it today. They tell me they lost the freaking package. It's $160 that I have to now freaking claim against UPS. And I need it wow. for one of my classes next week. And I'm just freaking pissed about it. So I would, I would love to see this UPS burn down so I can dance on their ashes. Okay. Wait, I'm still Hold on, I'm still trying to process that. He needs some piece of lawn equipment lawn for his. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said lawn. I'm like, lawn equipment what is this? Sorry, some, I was trying to get everything out attachment in time. No. For a, okay. Law enforcement. Law, is this lawn the collapsing equipment. baton? Yeah. With the. <laughs> We're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Right. I'll stop. Yeah. It's wow. Ex- it's expandable. That's the Yeah. Term. Yeah. With girth. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, next. Uh, highlights. Uh, Roger. Boom. I didn't highlight anything. Yeah. What are we reviewing for Marvel next week? What's There's. That? We got a couple of. Uh, we got Deadpool Assassin number one. Nope. Uh, we have Marvel two and one annual number one. I'm just looking at the number one. No. Ones. Uh, Thor number one. Yes, that's the one. Okay. Yep. So Thor number one. Didn't Thor number one already start? No, nope. no. We we. That was that's right. We did the end of that, and now we've got Odin son back finally. Yeah. Okay, sweet. This that actually could be cool. New one with Golden all Arm. the hammers. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Still right. Jason Aaron. Yeah. Right on. I don't think he'll not write Thor yeah. until he dies. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be like Bendis on Spider-Man yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Best Thor run. Um, for DC. Anything crazy? Well, there's, there's a. We've got Batman. No, there's a new Prelude one. to the Wedding. Nope. Batgirl versus Riddler. Nope. No. Uh, Hawkman number one. Yeah, uh, it's one of those. There's two number ones next week. There's Hawkman, Plastic and Man, Plastic Man. Awesome. Well, it's one of those. One of those. You've already done the terrifics twice. The yeah, I mean, my money's on on Hawkman. We'll see. Well, here's the thing. Both creative teams are awesome because oh, Hawkman is Robert Venditti and Brian Hitch, yeah. and then Plastic Man is Gail Simone, and I can't remember Ooh. the artist. Well, when's the last time we did a Hawkman involved comic? Uh, metal number six. We've done two terrifics recently. Metal number five. <laughs> metal number four. Hawkman was a metal number three. <laughs> but Hawkman's actually gonna like hit yeah. people and punch yeah. them in this. Yeah, uh, for indie, we yeah, I'm not have sure about this. <gasps> Roger. What? Magic Order number one. Oh right, no, yeah, yeah. right. Oh man, yeah. Oh man, that's gonna be great. Um, there's some other book on here called Weatherman number one, but no one cares because <laughs> no magic order. That's actually, I mean, that's actually been a, a really popular book too. Um, Image is hyping that for one pre-orders. Big time. Yeah. It's about, it's about a weatherman on Mars who causes like the annihilation of life on earth. Who's right? I don't remember. Yeah. Koi Pell and that. Miller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magic order. Weatherman, I really, I, yeah, I don't know. When I first uh, read this list, I was like, uh, I don't think so. But man, has it been getting a lot of good press? Their, you, yeah, their Instagram in the last month has been almost all 
Jody Weatherman stuff. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's the shirtless bear fighter oh, crew. That's, what it is. Yeah, that's, that's why it's getting hyped. I might actually read uh, that. <laughs> Nathan Fox and Jody Leo. Jody Leo's one of the creative guys behind Shirtless Bear Fighter. Which, once again, if you guys haven't read Shirtless Bear Fighter. Well, shoot, I wish I'd made that connection. I'm not gonna have enough. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. Um, you can, do four again. can you throw both of, can you throw both of those on my poll? Uh, maybe if they're not already sold out. Uh, we can do probably. Four. We've never done two indie books actually. That's true, but I don't know. I don't. I mean, this show already do goes long enough. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. I, um, I, honestly, I don't. I don't think we're gonna time. have enough um, weatherman. Next time we that's already. I'm. Books? I'm pretty. Sure if if I have one copy left, I'm lucky. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Cool. Any cool graphic novels coming out? Um. Lady Mechanica. We got Lady Mechanica. Uh, Clockwork, Clockwork Assassin. Volume Five. New Superman. What? Yeah, we got a new Superman yeah. trade coming out. Um, man, Infinite Crisis Omnibus hardcover. Yep. Yeah, maybe. I think I have that, but no, you don't. It's I don't. First time in print <gasps> for an omnibus. Yeah, Infinite Crisis. I'm pretty sure. Wait, do I have? Do I have the? I have the absolute though. That's what I have. Don't okay. I? Yes. But I don't have this, so I should probably get it right. to be safe. Omnibus is twice as thick, <laughs> twice the satisfaction. Well, trade reviewing next. Well, <laughs> guess I'm just gonna keep giving Roger money. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? A quadruple dip for me on that one, Roger? Yeah, <laughs> probably because. Yeah. I'm DC's freaking well. Anyway, go ahead. And well, it'll work for me too because Roger has this amazing trick where he goes, "Well, Blake, Jonathan got it." And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like "That's so true." Roger, I've, I've witnessed that Roger, interaction. <laughs> that, that's only gonna work so many times. And then I look around and I, I go, "Yeah, I'm gonna get it." <laughs> I, I do have two copies coming in. Ooh, <gasps> so. What is it? Five, what what five, was buddy. it? What was it again? What was it again? That's the coming Infinite in? Crisis Omnibus. Yeah, it's only one fifty. Oh, only one hundred and fifty dollars. Well, I know. I'm sorry. We do offer a discount. It'll be one thirty for you. Thanks. And this sheet says next. When week. does it come in next week? Uh, That's twenty bucks for you to take Pam out. You guys are sorry. doing. Uh, She's like, you spent how much on what? <laughs> sorry, Pam. Why do I go out with you? You read comics. Next week, you guys are doing Secret Wars with Andre. It looks like. Yes, sir. Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars, and I hope we haven't done it. I thought Ooh. I was like, yeah, no, no, we, we haven't no, done that. We you did the that. issues. You did the issues, no, but you didn't do. We did one of the issues. Well, we, made, made, we did a couple. Yeah, we, which is cool. We have been no. around long no, enough no, no, that no, no, we, no, no, it was no. just one. No, no, we started during Civil War. Two. Oh, that happened. No, yeah, because Secret okay. Wars happened before, like a month. No, like a month or two before. Year. It was a year, twenty fifteen. Secret Wars oh, started in one calendar year and ended in another calendar. Well, it ended in January, but started in May. Yeah, but that the year well, ended anyway. was the next year. Anyways, keep going. So whatevs. Yeah, well, I think we talked about it enough, but yeah. we'll, we'll finally get to review it. So anyway, uh, Nathan. Yes, sir. What are we reviewing, graphic novel wise, and why did you pick it? All right, we are reviewing Mind Management, Volume One. Are we there yet? Are we there? Yeah. Yeah, hey, John I like so he's the well, host. Okay. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I wrote it down. Today's Friday, by the way, if you're wondering. <sighs> yeah, because <laughs> trivia time comes after graphic novel. Okay. If that was was that what you were okay? About? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Nathan, your beautiful pitch. Here we go. Okay. Uh, so, mind management is by Matt Kent. 
created, written, illustrated by Matt Kent. Uh, it's the story of Meru, uh, a freelance journalist slash author who's trying to track down the mysterious flight 815 in which all of the people on the flight lost their memories. Everything that they've ever done was just gone. Uh, and then there was one person missing from the flight, and she's on a quest to find this one person. Uh, in the process, she discovers the top secret mind management program. And now I'm just reading this from the back of the book. because lost? Do you know how much I do this? They have professionals to write pitches, so I'm yep. going to let them do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, her ensuing journey involves weaponized psychics, hypnotic advertising, talking dolphins, and seemingly immortal pursuers as she attempts to find the flight's missing passenger, the man who was mind management's greatest success and its most devastating failure. But in a world where people can rewrite reality itself, can she trust anything she sees? I just have one question for you, Nathan. Yes. Who is Henry Lyme? Who is he? Well, he's that guy. Yeah. Um, so I chose this because, um, well, you guys recommended it to me, and that's pretty much why this I chose is a, a lot of books. This is a great book. It's it, been it really a long is. time um, since I read this. This is all that I had ever read. But I hadn't, mm -hmm. I hadn't um, continued past volume one, um, and I think there were even a couple issues that I didn't get to because I was reading it in comic form at the time. Um, and man, it, it it was so nice to go back and be able to read this story because it reminded me of just how good it was. Um, I love I love Matt Kent's art. I love this world that he created. Uh, the the Where every ability is and, based on a, some sort of psychic ability. Yeah, and they're all they, you know, and and the government has been exploiting all of these abilities, you know, through um, this program called mind management. Yeah, I remember when this first started going off. Um, I skipped over it, like I just kind of let it go because. The art was a little funky, yeah. You know, just first glance, like when you don't, when you don't get into it, you kind of look at it and you're like, Jim Lee, and you just kind of go that yeah. way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, before your taste gets a little bit more refined and broadened, and then I finally did take the deep dive into this because I think you put issue one in my hands for some reason. This is, I think they already had like three volumes out at that point, mm. and it was that instant regret of like. Why haven't I been following this? Like right. it's just like I died a little inside. So I got up on the the hardcovers and then caught up to wherever it was and was doing all the single issues and all the hardcovers as they were coming out. So well, because on first glance it looks like you know somebody got a, a box of colored pencils for Christmas mm -hmm. and decided to, and to decided yeah. to draw a comic. You know, it's not it, it, much in the in the vein of um jeff lemire mm -hmm. you know it's not it's 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 not a um it's storyboard art what it looks it, rem it looks like a storyboard it's less uh, yeah maybe right I, right right, yeah. right i was just about it's, to say it's not very refined looking right because right. we were having a conversation where you don't like well, Matt, I mean, you I think he should have worked with an artist. That was your. Statement. If he did work with an artist, I had a couple of suggestions, but he didn't. I mean, I get why he and like, did he do the coloring and everything? He did everything, mm -hmm. right? Everything was yeah. so like um, the way because it's about mind management and everything, and it's about messing with your mind. So it's kind of like you're getting this distorted view of the characters and stuff like that. And I bought into that and the, the water coloring and stuff like that. So I mean, I get why he did it. 
I'm just saying, I think that's why other people might be turned off about it. I can see that too. And I think that's why a lot of people are turned off by Lemire's work too, because it's yeah, right. it's not hyper-realistic, but this has a right. very surreal quality to it, yeah. which I think actually lends itself to the story. I, I marked one page where they were talking, you know, because in, in this whole thing, like you can't trust your memories, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't know right. how you're being manipulated. Right. And this one page here where they're walking and you have all these watercolor shadows of like, are those her memories? Are those real people? Are those people right. she's imagining? And I just feel like yeah. that, that surreality yeah. that's there in the watercolors, I just feel really hit, fits this story well. But Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. They're like these little first time shadow through, figures. Yeah. yeah. One of the other things that I love about this book also is if anybody picks this up, in the borders and the gutters – of right. everything, yeah. There is the mind management field manual, training right. manual. Every, every every page of this book is written on mind paper, mind paper, from, psychic paper, yeah. essentially. Yeah, and well, th- that's what's so great. So, and at some points, it, it's giving you instructions on how to survive like certain uh, attacks by different mm-hmm. psychic or yeah, different psychic attacks, certain situations, yeah. situations yeah. all that stuff. And then at some point, there's notes written over. That mm-hmm. stuff, like, so you're right. getting it as if, like, these are the personal notes yep. of a specific right. so agent. Right. Filing when, this report, you know, yeah. and all yeah. that. And so See, I just yeah. little, and it's little details. You could like there's a barely lot seen, yeah. of little details and there is. too. Yeah, and so, I, yeah, I thought it, it was the same one written over done. and over again, but it's not. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not at all. Right. That's what yeah. I remember when when I first recommended the story to you, Jonathan. Um, what what really hooked me because it was, I mean, it was from issue one. Reading this comic and then really, what are these? What are these blue, mm-hmm. you know, lines? Oh no, they're sentences. What does it say? And going back, and it's like, oh, holy cow! I mean, it was, it was the first time I'd seen some kind of attention to detail beyond the the panels and the layout and stuff in a comic that made me think way outside the box and I, I i have such the greatest respect for that um i've only read through volume two i haven't read the whole series uh, i'm definitely going to i cannot um, wait but this in, is another thing where we should review the whole series with you once you get through it right, <laughs> like we did with sweet yeah tooth. with sweet tooth <laughs> you know and i have to say that volume two is actually better than volume one. Oh wow it really is i thought it was better just wait till you get to all the way through the series yeah you're gonna well, say that about every volume that's that, yeah because that, every volume this is what's so great about this. He paces this series. Every volume builds upon the last. Right. But then yeah, I think it's volume four. You don't have it. Um, there's this weird break where you're like, is this the same freaking series? Hmm. Because he takes like kind of this left turn and then he brings it back around with how he huh. paces it and builds to the climax of the whole right. series. Like it's it's very well done. Yeah, I'm excited to read the rest of it. In that, that second volume in those little notes on the side, at one point he switches to... Uh, excerpts from her book, her first mm-hmm. book that she wrote. Right, right, right. And then there's weird, like, you're not sure if it's the real story or if it's a change story. And then there's things that are redacted. So it almost reminds me of stuff that's in Black Monday Murders. You know, we mm-hmm. have those redacted portions. And there's so much detail into this. It's amazing. It, this is a fantastic book. I mean, he, Matt Kent. Um, this might be Matt Kent's magnum opus, in my opinion. I know he's done so. a lot of great work, but yeah. The, oh, he's done some, yeah. I mean, he's done some great work for Valiant with the Divinity yeah. series. And, yep. and so, I mean, he's, he's on Man of He's War. an incredibly accomplished writer, I think, that doesn't get the credit that he's due. And this book, this book really should um, get a lot more notoriety for what he's done with it. Yeah, I think I agree, and the fact that 
Dark Horse sells these really nice hardcovers with excellent paper for oh, 20, 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah. And you yes. get what six or seven issues a piece. Yeah, for your yeah. buck. What kind of puts the yeah, big two to shame a little bit? Yeah. What, um, I think you get six issues, and in this one, there's three. There's, there's like a zero yeah. issue, three or four um, backup issues that are. Well, it, it's all from a zero issue. Okay, okay. but it's collected in the okay. one. Yeah, there's like three separate stories. Um, what uh, what year did this series start? This was oh, it was like 2006. Popping off around the time 2008. That, okay, so uh, something like that. 2012, 2013. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. I was. Oh wow. I was coming to you already. Oh, so you were already here. Okay. Because right. I was gonna. Because we were talking about this earlier too. That this is a much better version of that movie called Push. Yeah. Remember how we were saying like we really uh, wanted to like Push? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it was the psychic abilities and he was like levitating the gun and stuff like that. And then you watch the movie and you go. Oh, you know, he's <laughs> just like ah, pre Captain America. You're like, I really wanted to like this, but you know. And I was reading this, and I was like, this was executed because we way geeked out on that, that a little bit because we both like found out that we were excited about that movie and both simultaneously yes. let down about the execution of that movie because it's like we hadn't seen a movie delve into all oh, the different yeah. psychic abilities and it's like oh dude telekinesis biokinesis like all this stuff that you can do Th- that's and a trailer movie the trailer's better than the movie yeah <laughs> but mind management delivers because yes. he takes you through and there's all these classifications of these different right. psychic oh, abilities yeah. and things like that like the immortals like Meru, how she i don't know i shouldn't spoil that yeah um no henry lime yeah. you know and his because you think henry lime is this freaking bad and then oh dude it's yeah. so great when you when you flash out a world like that and you're like oh there's different categories my inner nerds like ah! like I get so excited. Well, he's but supposed to be, Henry Lam is supposed it. to be the greatest yeah psychic that know, mind the, management the pinnacle had. of of mind management um, agents yeah. Yeah. And also the reason just, why they shut down the program because he right. was too powerful. Because he was he too, shredded them like yeah. he caused all kinds of problems. Oh, like so he's he, like Akira, and then this <laughs> okay. Did, so, yeah, no then you have this. Yeah. You have this author who had who had written this one book, and then she starts writing the second book, who is kind of on this on his trail. Why there, there was this this um, airplane flight where everybody on the flight lost their memory, and that's where this book starts off. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody lost their memory, and it was this you know um, big mystery. And the one, the one clue that kind of led her, because she was a, a true crime novelist, the one clue that kind of led her to him was investigating the uh, flight manifest. There was like 122 passengers on the manifest and only 121 departed. And so she goes to investigate that. And all along the way, she's kind of being led to uh, Lyman. And in the end, you find, you well, you kind of uh, assume that he was leading her mm-hmm. there. Yeah, he left those clues yeah, on purpose. That, yeah, yeah, so that she would find him, and then there's a relationship between him and her that you find that they come through at the end. It's like he, well, okay, he mind wiped her for a reason to protect her and and to help her, but um, and then at at this point in time, she would be led to him. It was it's really cool. There's so many layers to this book. Um, I absolutely love it. I recommend it to everybody. I recommend the whole series. Yeah, like I, like I said, bang for your buck. There's six volumes, I believe. Yeah, twenty bucks a piece. If you get them here, discount right, Roger. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, sixteen dollars a piece for this. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it, it's a it's a beautiful hardcover. And yeah, the paper is amazing. So, like it's yeah. 
And there's I'm some impressed. bonus things well, in the back of each of these hardcovers. That's too. funny because because Teresa was like, "Oh my god!" Because I was still reading this like at like six thirty, and uh, she was like, "Oh my god, you still got a ways to go." I'm, I'm like, "No, it's okay. The paper's really thick. yeah." <laughs> so, what would you guys? You have anything else? No, 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 no. Five. You guys, yeah, it's a uh, five. Yeah, it's a great book. Five. What? So no one got the Akira reference? I mean, Akira is about people. I with haven't actually ability. seen Akira. I'm sorry to let you down. I give it a five. I give it a five. Jeez. I've seen it. I don't remember it. Sorry, Blaine. Okay. Maybe I have seen it. It's just been a while. Okay. I've seen Akira. Okay. Thank you. Matt said he saw Akira. I can't remember. It's bike, motorcycle, right? There's a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, it's more. It's more to it than the motorcycle, but yeah. <laughs> you mean it's not just a movie about a motorcycle? No, it's not. No, just no, no. Okay. I remember the main character riding the motorcycle. But it was a really yeah. cool motorcycle. Yeah. it's like it the iconic. Really cool like everybody copies that cover of that image. Yeah. Him walking away from the. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking yeah. about. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Roger's laughing. I, I love it. I love All it. right, I love it. It's okay. I'm the weird one. It's okay. Everybody should read Mind Management. That's what's the yes. the, the crux of this conversation. Yes. Roger, quiz us. Hey. Oh man. Wait. Can I even finish this? We have to do a quiz now? Trivia. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I went with Hulk trivia. Oh, Who God. Cre- well, this is actually getting kind of old. Who created the Hulk? Stan Lee. And? Jack Ditko. Oh, it is. Oh, Let's see, this is where I threw a curveball. I don't know who co-created the Hulk. I don't think it was Jack Kirby. I think it was it was Ditko. It was right? not Jack. I Kirby. think it was Jack Kirby. Shut up. It yes, was? right. It was okay. Stanley and Jack Kirby. Okay, right, one for Blake. Um, for once. Well, I said I don't think it was Jack Kirby. What was, yeah, it was, the, um, what was the the first issue? That's where he's that gonna Hulk get me. appeared in Strange Tales. No, Journey into Mystery. Stop. No. Adventure Time. No. no. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Avengers, right? No. Okay. I know that's what brought the Avengers together. He was well. He was a founding member of the Avengers. Right. Tales to astonish. No. Tales of suspense. No, I didn't. Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. He debuted in Fantasy. He fought Spider Man. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I'm lying. Guess <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, you know what my I amazing was, fantasy was is? Really, <laughs> that you don't lie to me. How about that? <laughs> yeah, you keep wishing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, um, immortal, uh, immortal, incredible Hulk number one. Oh, in like 1962. So he debuted, started. Okay. Well, and the, the only reason I threw this in with the trivia was because that was the six issue series. Um, Incredible Hulk had uh, a six-issue series in 1962 by uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby that Marvel did not count in the Marvel Legacy Hulk numbering. And I just wanted to remind people of that, remind Marvel of that, where Hulk actually started. So it's just a beef. That's all. Okay, so yeah, that's all I got. I really didn't have much time to uh, to look this up. So we're gonna go to the listener question. Um, last week, last week we had a, a Wonder Woman graphic novel uh, and some really great comics, including Amazing Spider-Man eight hundred, which everybody should read. Um, Nathan, pick a number between one and two, four, six, eight, eleven. Two. Clay Privet. 
Oh, congrats, Boom. You're welcome, Clay. Um, Clay, you win the comics from last week, so you'll be getting Amazing Spider-Man and whatever other books we reviewed last week. Um, Blake, uh, pick a number between 1 and 11. 12. <laughs> 5. <laughs> wow. Okay. David Revis. Congrats, All David. right, Mr. David. Uh, you win the graphic novel from last week, which is Wonder Woman, uh, True Amazon Story, which is which is really great. Yep. Um, you guys can pick that up. I should probably write this down. Um, that's Clay. Clay, I appreciate your emails, dude, and your Photoshopping skills. You got mad Photoshopping skills. Keep it up. Um, okay, so where am I at? I really need to check. The trivia, trivia for this email week. more often because I never see this stuff. All right, so uh, let's see trivia for this week. Um, you know what I love? You know what I love is when I ask really stupid, simple questions. The response rates higher, and I love that. So this week I'm going to ask, who is the Immortal Hulk's or Incredible Hulk's or whatever adjective you want to use? Who is our alter ego? Oh God. Okay. Like I said, hey, look, the only easier question will be what color is Hulk. <laughs> but then but then I would get gray, red, green, yeah. So anyway. So I know, right? His pants are almost always the same. Um yeah, what I want to know is what did I say? Alter ego. Alter ego. It's not Oprah. Who is who is the Hulk's uh <laughs> Yeah, alter ego. <laughs> if you know the answer to that question, send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. I await your response. And Clay, whatever you got, you make me laugh every week. So uh, send your response in, and you can win some cool books. Oh, that's it, isn't it? Boom. All right. Uh, guys, if you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share with all your friends. Uh, if you feel so inclined, leave us a review on iTunes. Helps kind of bump us up a little bit in the ratings there. Yeah, and if you do, email us and let us know that you left one so that we can make sure uh, we can check for it. Um, specifically, anybody outside the U.S. because apparently we have to check that region's page for the reviews in order to see it. Um, so our friends in Canada, <laughs> Australia. Australia, wherever else, um, let us know. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond, you go to patreon.com slash all-star comics podcast, where you can get on as little as a dollar getting on as on the dollar level gets you the show, uh, the night that it drops. So that'll be tonight sometime before midnight. You um, could have been listening to this episode two days ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for those of you that get on the $3 level, that's going to get you all the Multiversity University episode drops with Larry. So you're going to get your, your full history lesson through comics with Larry all at once instead of being a cheapskate and waiting uh, week to week. So I do that just because I know Johnny's going to listen to it and cringe again. Okay. You looked at me when you said it, but okay. Yeah. Stop being a cheapskate and sign on. Sorry, bud. Yep. Uh, so... Speaking of, Multiversity University is going to have a new episode at the end of this episode uh, that you're listening to, so stay tuned for that. If you want to keep up with everything in the shop, you can follow at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram and like Horizon Comics on Facebook. If you want to engage with my protege, Blake. Oh, I'm your protege? Yeah. Okay. I'm Tonight at, you are. You're doing I, a great job, Jonathan, too. I'm um, 
Thanks, Nathan. I'm, <laughs> I'm at uh, SWATCAT86. Oh, you on, changed it up. Yeah. No longer what was it before? No, I told I told you I, I switched it a long time ago. Did you really? Yeah, we I, talked about this. I don't remember. Sorry. Yeah, that's why I'm the girl in the relationship, because yep. I remember. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter, <laughs> SWATCAT86. I love the bitterness. <laughs> I'll talk about uh, comics, relationship problems that I'm having. Uh, <laughs> Whatever you guys want. Pam. Let me know. No, Nathan. Jonathan. Uh, yeah, I rarely post, but I'm on Instagram as at Armantrout Pipes. That's because you're a man and you have like manly well, things to Yeah, do. it's because I have kids and they take a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't slighting you. I was just actually like, we just are really, you don't have an Instagram. You just Twitter. No. And you know what, Nathan? You outdid my dad because mine never showed up. So <laughs> Jeez, wow. to you, sir. Yeah. Everybody's no. got daddy issues. I know. <laughs> I'm going to need a hug after this. Roger, where, where can it, they get like, you? Thank oh you, Nathan. Yeah. Roger, where can they catch you? Uh, well, I'm at the <laughs> shop, and uh, you know you know me. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. Matt. The Hydra 5.5 is E3 week, so next week we'll have lots of videos. Are you going to do another like kind of following everything and posting as it's happening? I will. I'll be live tweeting the Hydra 5.5. That's right. You yeah. live tweeted the last E3. I did. I so. watched every conference and. Freak out I kind of follow yours on that because I'm not going to be able to watch it. Dude, rumors so. going around right now. Rocksteady is about to announce the Superman game. I'm, shh, shh, quiet. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I'm so. Oh. That's the, I'm waiting for confirmation. If it's if it's Superman or Justice League, I don't care. I'm waiting for something. You're going to hear a shriek in the night, if, and it's going to be him if screaming you, from if his house. If you hear the earth shake, that's yeah. just me jumping up and down. For joy. Well, they've already confirmed the storyline was written by Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> Why you hurt me like this? Why you hurt me? So yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited about that. Plus, there's there's some big games coming out at E3. Anthem. I'm kind of stoked to see what that's going to be about. But anyway, so that's a whole different side note. I am at St. Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Just pertaining to my rant about UPS earlier, I'm just curious if anybody out there has any bad. Uh, or actually funny stories about how deliveries have gone awry with UPS or the post office or whatever, go ahead and send it to me and make me feel better. Make me laugh because Roger gets to laugh at all of Clay and Bryce's stuff, so I need to pick me up this week. So uh, anyway, uh, like I said, at St. Jonathan on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I'm your host, Larry Douglas. Tonight, we are going to continue talking about the Atomic Age, that period from 1946 to 1955. And we've already talked about the fact that the superhero genre of comics really declined incredibly uh, during the Atomic Age to the point where, at one point, only Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman were still being published in terms of superhero comics. Uh, Now, when I say Superman was one of the only ones, I do include Superboy in that as well. Superboy was still being published also. It's just that at that particular time, Superboy was considered the adventures of Superman when he was a boy. So it was really still part of the same character. 
But um, what we're going to talk about, uh, which is really related to the decline of the superheroes, is what happened to Siegel and Schuster during this particular time period, because uh, it really goes along with that decline and uh, certainly had an impact on the comic book industry as a whole. Now, to understand Siegel and Schuster's story, we need to go back to the golden age. Of course, Siegel and Schuster, they create Superman. They sell the rights to DC to publish in Action Comics number one. Superman becomes immediately popular. And uh, and so DC is very successful with the character. And Siegel and Schuster are very successful with the character as well. Um, they are not only being paid by DC to write it, but they're getting a little bit of a, a share of the profits as well. And so they're doing quite well, especially for a couple of young men who had grown up in extreme poverty as they had. But one of the things they noticed as the years were going on is that while they were doing well, I mean, doing well enough that Schuster had gone from making drawings on scraps of wallpaper to actually having his own studio, but they noticed that other people were actually doing better as a result of their creation than they were. While they were doing pretty well, Harry Donenfeld and Jack Leibowitz, for example, the executives at DC, were becoming millionaires off of Superman. And this was something that wasn't happening with Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. So they had a little bit of a resentment there. And uh, that ended up getting fueled somewhat after Jerry Siegel went into the military in 1943. Now, you remember we mentioned that before. Uh, he was in the United States during his time in the military, so he was still able to contribute to the Superman comics, but not as regularly as he had before. He was no longer the regular writer every single month, and uh, yet it didn't really hurt Superman's sales having other people write the character. So uh, that gave DC the idea that maybe Siegel and and Schuster themselves weren't as critical to the success of the character anymore. Um, it also made Siegel and Schuster a little bit uncomfortable thinking that maybe DC was thinking that. Another thing that happened when Jerry Siegel was in the military is that he made the acquaintance of a lawyer uh, at that time, someone who was a lawyer in civilian life, and he discussed this whole issue of the fact that uh, that they had given up the rights to Superman, essentially, uh, and weren't doing as well from off of the character as maybe they thought they should be. And the lawyer that he befriended basically told Jerry Siegel that he had a case, that, um, that he and Schuster should seriously think about suing DC after Jerry Siegel got out of the military. So when Siegel got out of the military, he talked to Joe Schuster about it, and they decided that, yes, they would try to sue DC and get back the rights to the character of Superman. And this was fueled partly by their, as I said, their discomfort with the fact that they thought maybe DC didn't think they were needed as much anymore. And also by the fact that their contract with DC was set to expire in 1947. And they were afraid that DC was just going to let them go at that time and they needed to have something to fall back on. And of course, if they had the rights to Superman, that would be something pretty big to fall back on. So in 1947, Siegel and Schuster went to court suing DC, trying to get the rights to the character of Superman and also to Superboy. Because one of the things that Jerry Siegel had suggested uh, once 
teenage superhero characters began becoming popular, and this was especially true with the introduction of Captain Marvel Jr. in the Captain Marvel comics, uh, Jerry Siegel had proposed the character of Superboy, a comic about Superman when he was a boy, and DC had rejected it. But while Siegel was in the military, DC went ahead and began putting out Superboy, first in adventure comics and then later on in his own title. And so the, uh, the rights to Superboy were also part of this case. Well, what ended up happening was that Siegel and Schuster lost the case. It was ruled that they had sold the rights of Superman back in 1937 to DC Comics and that basically they couldn't go back on the deal. Now, they did win on the case of Superboy. Uh, it was ruled that Superboy was Jerry Siegel's creation, that DC had used Superboy without Siegel's permission. And so Siegel was actually given an award for the fact that DC had used Superboy. Uh, however, uh, the award that he was given was pretty much eaten up by their legal fees over the Superman case, and so Siegel and Schuster didn't really benefit from that very much. Now, the unfortunate thing about all this for Siegel and Schuster was that uh, documents from that period showed that DC really wasn't interested in getting rid of them. In fact, DC was planning on offering them a new contract in 1948, and that contract would have, have included a share of the profits of the very popular Superman TV show starring George Reeves that started in 1950. So not only would Siegel and Schuster still have been employed by DC, but they actually would have done quite well uh, off the profits of that TV show, which, as I said, was very popular and did quite well for DC as well. So rather than becoming even better off, than they were at that point. Siegel and Schuster instead fell on some very hard times and uh, the rest of their lives didn't go nearly as smoothly as the previous 10 years had. And on our next episode, we will continue with the story of Siegel and Schuster and what happened after the court case was over.